This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. JList.com is such a great source for so many different types of merchandise, and that includes console video games, especially for the Switch and the PlayStation 4. They have hot new titles for the Switch, such as Persona 5 Scramble, Hatsune Miku Project Diva, Mega 39s, Japanese Rail Simulator, Azon Railway, Don Machi Infinite Combat, the Grisaya Trilogy Deluxe Package. I mean, who doesn't want to do a Japanese railroad simulator? And for the PlayStation, they have Living with Maids. I mean, come on, guys. Persona 5, the Royal Clannad in English and Japanese. And also Girls in Panzer Dream Tank Match. And literally, there's hundreds more over at JList and JBox.com. Head over there and find yourself a pretty cool video game, and you'll be supporting the podcast. And now it's time to start the show. Man, Mason just held up some fancy shit. I got so, this little yeah, crappy, crappy yeah. ghetto three-prong adapter. It's just that little plastic block that has the three on the back and then converts it into just two prongs on the front. Uh, you know, Or you could get a circular saw out and just cut that third prong off of your, electric, of your electrical yeah, device. Yeah, just bend as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you that were... Works. That sounds dangerous. Listen, mm-hmm. if you were a badass like, like Enzo, you would just like <laughs> take your hand and just bend it right off. Yeah, and, and Enzo would do that. Mandy would use her laser vision, and uh, Mason. I have laser vision. And Mason would just use his straight up chompers, you know. Yeah, just bite it, looking like a snack. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Yo, welcome to the 515th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, where, oh my god, it's good to say this again, where we are dedicated to making your anime addiction worse. My name is Enzo, and I'm finally back, hopefully for a long time, considering the hiatus I took, but I'm not here alone. I am with my friends and my dedicated co-hosts who carried the shit out of this podcast while I was away. Um, First up, we have the leader himself, Mitsuki. What's up? I'm just sitting here drinking my monster, and um, okay. you know, ultra rosé still on this pink flavor. And um, <laughs> you were gone, but I'm gonna give all the all the caring credit to to, um, to Mason and Mandy. They are the M's. They are the M and M's. The, the M and M's of the podcast. Right. Speaking of the M and M's of the podcast, we do have Mandy in the house. What's up, girl? Hi. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here. I need everyone to know that I had a dream about this podcast the other night. Uh oh. <laughs> Did it? Did a it? Good one? Did it a end? Bad one? <laughs> in that dream, in that dream, Mason was a very spicy boy. Oof. I mean, how different? Are you sure it was a dream? <laughs> he was. <laughs> he how was you, going you, through a very. How do you spell dream? N i g h h t a m a mir. What? Oh no! Oh no! What? The signs. Oh, the Ouija God. board. The signs. <laughs> he he would. He was refusing to participate in any discussions. It was so funny. We're like, Mason, what'd you think of this show? He said, I didn't like it. We're like, would you like to elaborate? He said, no. 
Oh, well, Damn. That's spoiler. No. It was so funny. It was such a weird dream. All right. Well, speaking of the Spice Lord himself, we do have Mason here. What's up, man? Listen, nobody cares. Twitch chat right now <laughs> going bonkers. They're so excited to have you back, as are we. So appreciated. Mm. Rob says, it took a countrywide shutdown to get you back. And you know what? Uh. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Everything else calms down, therefore I have time again. You see how this works? Wow. Listen, guys, the I only just... thing I need to sacrifice is uh, wiping my butt with toilet paper to bring you back on. Consider it done. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad that I'm worth uh, a dry butt, a dry, not white butt. Well, That's good. you know, in my case, it's, it's two more rolls yeah. and then the thumb, baby. Let's freaking anyway. go. You guys are going to start, yeah. anyway. have to start peeing in the shower, okay? Yeah, hey. I mean, that's what... I, listen, I've been doing this in 92 anyway. So <laughs> <it>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, again, we... Again, we are the Animatics Anonymous podcast, AA podcast for short. Um, if you want to um, join us on the internets, you can find us at www.aapodcast.com slash join. You can create an account there to become one of the many, many, many anime addicts out there that are here in this community with you guys. We, of course, have this regular podcast that comes out weekly on Thursdays uh, on iTunes and Spotify and all the and all the, the places. Uh, but we do have some bonus stuff where if you do sign up online for some dollar amounts as well, you can get our hentai episodes. There's over 140 of those. Um, there's hobby addicts. There's 180 of those out there well, in the universe too. Yeah, those are out of date. We're... we're <laughs> We're oh, at, man, oh, we're so much more. There's over 200. <laughs> we're at 200 hobby addicts, 150. You're sabotaging my return. I hit Enzo man. with oh, the bamboozle so midstream. You bamboozled me. Um, but we also have our after parties um, where we just kind of hang out after recording and just talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're also on social media. So if you want to catch us on um, on Twitter, we're on we're AA Podcast on Twitter. Of course, if you're watching live, you're here on Twitch with us, which is twitch.tv slash AA podcast. Yeah. If you're listening on the recording, come join us on Sundays. It's a good time. It's a good time. I can talk to you guys live. Um, you can join our group on Facebook, which is still pretty active. Facebook.com slash group slash AA podcast. Um, we do fan art Fridays on there. So if you have fan art, just send it our way so we can take a look at it. And of course, we're the heart of the podcast. Um, that is out, the, the fifth heart of the podcast lives on Discord. Yeah. So if you want to join our Discord, please go to aapodcast.com. There's a link at the top of the website where you click it. It sends you there. It's free as heck. You can ju- you can talk about anime. You can give us feedback. You can watch Mandy and Mason stream stuffs on Monday, like games and stuff, like World of Horror. I think they were playing recently. Um, but we also have some other clubs on Discord, too. Uh, I don't know if Mandy or Mason, you want to you take the reins on that part. Uh, yeah, so Anime Club, our next anime will be Eccentric Family. We'll be watching the entire first season, and the discussion will be on March 25th, and you can find the show on Crunchyroll. So go watch it, and come join us, because it's one of my favorites. It's also one of Mason's favorites. He won't be there, though, because hockey sucks. I'll be there at the very end for, like, my... <laughs> hockey sucks. Maybe you won't have a hockey no game, one... though, because the play. You're not yeah. wrong. You're not wrong. One of, one of the places I play hockey at, it's like at a college rink so if they close college they mm. might close the employees working at the rink so mm-hmm. i'm mm-hmm. what i'm saying is there's a chance there's, there's a, a chance, chance guys and boy do i want to <laughs> talk to people about this show i love it so much well little tanukis yeah so that's exciting um 
Also, you have my manga club. The manga club this Wednesday on March 18th will be a shoujo showdown. We recently did a shonen showdown. This is this is the shoujo version. So we'll be reading the first volume of Skip Meat, mm. How to Ride, and Kimi ni Teroke. So read the first volume of those. You can do, go to our Discord, go down to the manga club channel, check the pin notes for um, any information that you need. It's at 10 p.m. EST. It's not you're not required to talk. So if you would just like to come and listen, join us, and you just hop into the manga club channel. It's very laid back, so you don't have to feel pressured to have amazing views. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, two-second note, RIP Anime Boston. You know, it's very RIP. fitting that yes. the second we want to get ambitious oh, no! and plan something, uh, life is like, how about no? So, obviously, Anime <laughs> Boston is canceled. Therefore, Mandy and I will not be attending it because it doesn't exist. So, we will find something else and uh, either a con later in the year or something else. So, stay tuned. Pour one in, I'm pouring, pouring one out right now into my mouth for uh, go-go curry in Boston. Yeah, I'm very Damn. sorry. Damn. R.I.P. Oh, man. R.I.P. Luckily, I have one in New York. Ha-ha. Oh. Boston. Um, but um, yeah. Mason and I do want to stream World of Horror tomorrow, so join us. We'll, give, we'll keep you updated. And that one is a game that is based on Junji Ito, so it's going to be exciting. If, awesome. If it makes you guys feel better, I had a I had a mountain biking trip planned to Moab, Utah, uh, next week, where I was gonna descend almost eight thousand feet on a mountain bike, but I canceled mm-hmm. that as well. So I canceled. Um, it. Utah's not interesting enough to get Corona. It's you're, you're probably safe. Right. It's like don't re- if you're gonna risk it all, don't risk it all for Utah. You know what I mean? No, 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 no offense to Utah, but like, come on. Yeah. Come don't on. don't let Corona take you yeah. out. Go out in a, a dramatic uh, biking accident. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. what a it, way it to was go. also. It was also because in this time of financial uncertainty, it seemed kind of foolish to frivolously spend $500 mountain biking when I live in Denver. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I was sad to have to make that decision. So yeah. Do you know why I'm not sad though? Um, no, I have no idea. It's because I'm hecking back. And in this episode, we're going to cover the topic, modern alternatives to difficult to find classics. Where we're going to recommend some shows that are similar to older shows that you can't find anymore. Um, and we're going to do a review of Carol and Tuesday Watanabe's uh, recent music installation that's on Netflix. Um, so with that, guys, if you're ready, because I sure as heck am not, so please carry me through this episode. <laughs> I think we can move on to the big news of the week. How's that sound? Sounds big. It's time for big news of the week. Wow. I got your back, Jerops. Can we isolate yeah. Mandy's mm-hmm. clip and just do... Yes. Well, so people are modernizing. Even Miyazaki finding mm. ways to modernize. Proving all of you haters wrong. You know, mm. he's been smoking the same cigarette brand for 933 years. <laughs> but anyway, so Miyazaki, he's been working on this new film which he will never finish as it is on pace to take 23 years <laughs> to complete. Nice. Um, but it's that How Do You Live? It's a CG movie, I believe. And Toshio Suzuki was like, yo, Mizaki, bro, we need more money because this movie <laughs> is taking forever. <laughs> and so he's, he talked with um, Miyazaki. And this is just interesting because it's it's a little like some insight into, into Studio Ghibli, how they do things. 
modernizing with the times. Talked with uh, Miyazaki and said, "Hey, in order to in order to get this film funded, we need to do something." So the question was, how did he really convince Miyazaki to do anything? There's a whole bunch of quotes here in this from this article that are really good from Toshio Suzuki. He said. The film that had that Miyazaki is working on is going to take a long time to complete. That being the case, it's also going to cost a lot of money. I told him that we'd be able to cover the production costs with a deal with Netflix, which he said, well, then it can't be helped. Just like, I feel like Toshio Suzuki is the only person that would, he would say that to instead of like putting a cigarette out on his arm or something. Um, you see, Miyazaki doesn't know how much, doesn't know much about video streaming services like Netflix. He went on. He doesn't use computers or smartphones. So, this is the best quote. <laughs> so when I told him about digital streaming, he didn't. Re- it didn't really click for him, and I made use of that. I was like, "It's <laughs> like, well, he, he must be using computers if he's doing a CG movie, right?" That's what I was Not thinking. Him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for pleasure, he doesn't talk to anybody. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. So why Netflix? Uh, he says, "I believe." To, I believe I belong to the to the immediate post-war generation, and our generation loves new things. We love machines. Regarding Netflix, we've started reaching a point where modern streaming services can create entirely new films. I think that's interesting. At the same time, Jubilee is making a film that is completely unlike anything we've done before. We're making use of that at the same and at the same time, we're opening up our films to streaming. I think that's a great thing. To people who make films. Uh, theaters and DVDs are important, but I think that streaming is important as well. So we all know Ghibli had a reputation up until recently of not having their properties on any kind of streaming services at all. And now all of a sudden they're modernizing just like their new film that they're making. And now it's suddenly that you can watch these all in a variety of different places. Yeah. So it will be on Netflix. <laughs> this whole article is kind of funny. It's kind of like a slap in the face, but they they will be on Netflix soon. Ex- everywhere except, wait for it, the United States, yep. uh-huh. Canada, and Japan. Yep. Uh, and of course, I re- I realized that you know there are other there are places in the world other than the United States, Canada, and Japan, and pretty pretty much every country has an appreciation for Ghibli. But HBO Max and G Kids will start streaming the full library in the spring of 2020. And G Kids is also doing a download to own system in the U.S. and Canada, starting and that already started back in December. So, have you guys seen any of these movies yet on any of the, on any streaming services? Because I've run into them. No, I haven't. I have not. I have not seen them. But yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen them. Anything that I have. I believe I saw them in. I was visiting my girlfriend's parents in Mexico a couple weekends ago, and I believe I saw them nice. there in Mexico. So I didn't watch any of them. I, we, you know, I was I actually I actually started watching the Castlevania series, which is pretty awesome. But um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, but yeah, they were all there, all of them. Only yesterday, even like the obscure ones that people don't really know, they were all on there. So you guys feeling good about this? Does it make you feel good? I think it is good. I mean, the mo- the the movies are old enough. It's not like they've lost any of their. Um, you know, renowned, but to make them more accessible for the current generation is cool. It excites me to know that they're going to be kids that can get access to this very easily, yeah. um, which is cool to see the maybe it, maybe they grow to be the next directors of anime out there. You know, I kind of wish it was coming to the U.S. though, being very selfish in that. But like, what the heck, man? But aside from that, 
good stuff. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Dataless in the chat said that since spring break, they've been marathoning the Ghibli works in chronological order. Well done. That's what I like nice, to hear. Nice, man. That's what I like to hear. It's a good task to do. Yeah. So, of course, I, I feel like the older ones are, are the best ones. <laughs> but maybe that's just because I'm old as shit. But, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's good. You know, it's... um, I like to see the studio making more money. And it's nice to get the word out there to other people. You know, I'm always telling people at my offices, hey, you know, you, oh, you have kids? Have you heard of, uh, you know, Castle in the Sky? Have you heard of Totoro? You know, and they're always like, no, what is that? You know, I'm thinking, well, only the be- Totoro is only the best movie for kids ever. Like, you want to watch your, your kid be transfixed in front of a TV for two hours, put, put My Neighbor Totoro on. And then, you know, I'm always, like, I'm always like loaning out DVDs and shit to people. And um, now, you know, maybe I won't have to. Maybe they'll just, they'll just be available and they'll be able to go home and watch them. So I think it's really cool. It's also nice right now that it's coming out in um, regions where they've never had access to any Studio Ghibli movie yeah. before. Now they can finally watch it in their native language. Sure. Yeah, because... It's pretty cool. Yeah, Netflix is... It just seems notoriously great for doing a fantastic job of dubbing and making so many different languages available, which, I mean, makes sense because Netflix is a huge company and they're available in a billion countries. So, you know, not literally, but yeah, at least I would, I don't know how many countries they're available in. I would guess at least a hundred by now, but okay. Yeah, for sure. So that's cool. Should we move on guys? We have a segment. We haven't done this segment yes, in please. a while. Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's do it. Bring me there. Just do the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. That's so refreshing to hear that. But yeah, this is Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner, where you can write into the podcast and let me know about anything you've been working on that you're working towards, that you've achieved, so that we can congratulate you and shout you out and shower you with love because, damn it, your effort deserves it. This one comes in from Jeremiah, and they say, I have been watching Amy for about a year now, thanks to my little brothers, and it has brought us and has brought us and our older sister closer together in our search for anime related content we found this podcast and it had made it has made our anime addictions worse way worse yeah one example when i was when i when we heard, was when we heard of clids on the slope we binged that show in one sitting and it was amazing i first want to shout out one of my younger brothers for graduating high school and getting into college i hope you make loads of friends there next to my older sister for getting into her first relationship in a long time it was great to seeing her happy with somebody again lastly i just graduated from college with a degree in nuclear engineering and Whoa. got a job in washington um we are from Wisconsin, and I hear they don't drink nearly as much smoke as we do, and that is kind of troubling. Love you, fam. Thank you, uh, AAA host, for an amazing show that has brought us closer together, even though we are further apart. Lots of hugs and cheese, Jeremiah. Um, I think we've read this one before, but like, fuck it, Jeremiah. I think Congratulations so too. again, my dude, on that job in Washington. I hope you still work at that job in Washington. I was going to say, I'm hopefully sure you your younger brother has graduated college by now because it's been so long since we did this segment. <laughs> so Mitz had to like dust off the MP3 file to play that draft. <laughs> Listen, I'm, you know, I might, I might have said this before, but I'm still sure Jeremiah is way smarter than I am. Nuclear engineering? I don't even know what that means. Lots of math, I'm guessing. Yeah, so, you know, lots of math, yeah. I, but I can't comprehend. My small math. brain can't comprehend. So, 
Congratulations. Quick maths. Quick maths. Yeah. But next week you'll get a new Yeah, a new <laughs> one. Yeah. 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 That was just a get... throwback, okay? You know, it's that's a... just to get, that one that one's for me to get back into it. You know it's what I'm like saying? When my, yeah. Yeah. Back it's like when my hero academia came back. You know, episode one. Right. They gotta they can show you what you've already yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a past events episode, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like the, the fil- the, it's a hits. filler, baby. It's a filler. Yeah. It's a greatest hits. <laughs> All right. Well, now Oh wait. Oh wait, wait. If you guys want to write into oh, sure. episode sure, sure. corner, yeah, yeah. Uh go to the website, aapodcast.com, click on the mailbags and more button. Um, there should be a drop down uh, where you can select this segment and so Senpai's notice me corner and you can write your message there and we'll get it. Apparently in the time I've been gone, there's a little bit of a log, but we'll get to it. Listen, we will get to it, baby. There's so I'm much. Sorry, I took six months off. The, the mailbag button on the website has so many different things you can submit. You can do Shark Tank submissions, and you can. Um, we are well, Mason. Are you ready to announce that new segment that you're that you've been thinking uh, about? Or? Sure. Yeah, we can do it now. Well, why, well, why don't you go ahead? Uh, yeah, it's made for him. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Waifu Wars has been fun and it is enjoyable. Um, I figured, you know, let's try something new. Let's give a different flavor to things. So, um, I've got a new segment that I want to try called Anime Arguments. So, if you've ever watched uh, Anthony Fantano, The Needle Drop, he's like a music reviewer. He has music, a music industry's busiest nerd or whatever. Yeah, exactly. He has a I love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> a segment called Let's Argue, and also a side one called Let's Agree. But we'll get to that later, um, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. he, you know, asks for like hot takes, unpopular opinions, tough questions, and then he responds to the best one of them in a series of videos. So I figured. It would be a very similar but fun topic to, you know, get your guys's your your opinions on shows or openings or anything in the industry. Uh, put them in the mailbag. There's a whole like section to select anime arguments, and then I slash we collectively will look through them and say, oh, we agree or disagree with that take, and here is why. And I think it'd be a fun way to get a little back and forth for you guys to <laughs> argue with me and all my bad opinions and uh i think we'll see how it goes so we'll probably do half and half waifus arguments and uh see what you guys prefer and let me know what you guys think of it so we've already gotten some good hot takes in there when i announced it on the discord um make sure you pose an argument don't be like ah my argument is that i don't know let's be funny and say cake is better than pie so you made a ridiculous <laughs> argument like that. Arguable. Like, hmm. Yeah, sure. You could make that, Debatable. but you'd make a much better case if you said, oh, and here is why X, Y, Z. So I know sure. exactly who put that uh, in there. Yeah, maybe. So there's there's been some good ones already. So I invite all of you guys, uh, go to the AA podcast website, go to mailbags, and either give Enzo your notice me corners, huh? ask questions what? to ask, oh. or these new anime arguments. Yep. I'm just gonna say right now, if you put in one, put one in that says Keijo's the best anime, we won't answer it. We're just gonna silence you. I'll answer it. <laughs> Keijo was a mistake. No. I'll answer it. I'll answer we it. We refused. Send me all your Keijo questions. <laughs> Do it. Send me Joe. Keijo Gate. Keijo Gate. <laughs> and, and in that mailbag, there's also a spot for our new segment, Living Big in Japan, where we answer, where we discuss things about living in Japan, tourism in Japan, etc., which we're going to do right now. It's time to live big in Japan. 
holy cow, that was awesome. I love Hunter Hunter. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was good. <laughs> yeah, so this week for Living Big in Japan, I figured we'd have a long intro. So I'd do a short little, you know, informational bit about stuff. Some context, we've been some asked context. this quite a numerous amount of times. People are like, hey, I'm going to Japan. I'm visiting. Um, you know, I have my phone, my laptop all this stuff that needs to be charged, how do I do that? What do I need to bring? What do I need to convert? All this stuff. So, um, essentially, for most people, nothing. So, the nothing. voltage in Japan is default at 100 volts, which is different than North America, which is usually about 120, and Central Europe, which is 230 volts. And while that sounds like a big range, most electronic appliances are set to go from 100 to 240. So most things you own will be fine in Japan. Yep. The, really, the only biggest thing you need to know is that Japanese electrical plugs don't have the third pin. So if you look at a North American plug, it's a uh, it's what they call a Type A, which is just two flat pins, and you don't have the third one that grounds it. Man, so that's some fancy shit right there. So if you have something like a laptop... That usually has a third pin, so you will need an adapter to go from three to two pins. Um, like I said, most equipment will work fine. Uh, the biggest exception, though, is stuff that heats. So if you have a, uh, a hair dryer or like an iron for clothes, those likely will not work properly. So, you know, make mindful of that if you're going to travel. Or, for example, if you're buying hair dryers and stuff in Japan to bring back home, buy ones that are made especially for overseas tourists. Man, Mason just held up some fancy shit. I got so, this little yeah, crappy, crappy yeah. ghetto three prong adapter. Yeah, we're gonna that, get to that. Like, you can you can literally use this thing, and it's like you can get one at like Home Depot for eight cents or whatever. It's just that little plastic block that has the three on the back, and then converts it into just two prongs on the front. Uh, you know, or you can get a circular saw out and just cut that third prong off of your electric of your electrical yeah, device. Yeah, works back. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you that were works. that sounds dangerous. Listen, <laughs> if you were a badass like like Enzo, you would just like take your hand and just bend it right off. Yeah, and, and Enzo would do that. Mandy would use her laser vision, and uh, Mason. I have laser vision. And Mason would just use his straight up chompers. You know. Yeah, just bite but it, for, looking but, like a snack. But I, but, I, but my I, ferrets probably would chew it up. Yeah, I lack all of these skills, so I merely use this plastic block. So, so sorry, so sorry to disappoint you guys. No, it's fine. But uh, essentially, I was like, well, you know what? There's actually, you know, a lot of pin types that aren't, you know, North American stuff. And I was looking up and you have like Europe and South Korea have what's called the Euro plug, which I thought was just a hilarious name for something. That's called like a type C or F. That looks like these two like circular rods that go through. You have... I mean, type D, M, it goes all the way to N. There's a whole list of things. And I was like, it's you know too what? too much shit. If, so if you're traveling from North America, type A to, or type A or type B to Japan, which is type A, but you also want to go to any country else in the world. I mean, New Zealand <laughs> uses a different thing. Denmark, Italy, Brazil, all have their own independent plugs. Instead of buying like what MITS has, a simple three to two converter, get just this magic box. You can mm. get these. I'm holding it up to the camera. They have a whole like list of different settings, and it essentially just oh, converts cool. any type of plug to any other type of plug for the most part. And these cost 
maybe 10 to 15 bucks and it comes mm-hmm. with you know that's so worth a it. bunch of charging ports on the side so ideally i just travel with this and this is the best way and no matter what country you go to you'll pretty much be set and like i said most it doesn't really matter on the voltage unless you're using something very specific um i also found out that the actual like the frequency between east japan and west japan is different it's like 60 hertz versus 50 hertz once again it matters so little for most things except with like clocks so if you have a clock that you bring from home and you plug it in in tokyo it'll work fine but if you plug it in in osaka it'll slowly dilate and be off time because of the different frequency so that's the only thing you really need to be mindful of but for the most part uh, especially if you're from North America, traveling to Japan is easy because all your default chargers will work just fine. And if you don't have a Type A plug, a lot of easy ways to convert it. So that's pretty much all yeah. you need to know for converting electricity. Yeah, I would say if you're a visitor in Japan and you're like, you know, you're carrying like a MacBook around or something like that, you know, I definitely have done the. Japan have done the Osaka to Kyoto to Tokyo sort of cut through the middle of the country several times. And it's my recollection, pretty much every device I've ever used in Japan is just plug and play. Like you don't have to worry about too much about it. You know, if, if you live there, if you're moving there and you're going to bring larger to larger appliances or, you know, some things may not work, but like if you're just a tourist and you're just taking like I don't even know what else you'd bring. Like a laptop is like all you'd bring probably in terms of electronics. So, or a curling iron maybe. Like, you know, like those things are going to work. So you don't need to worry too much about it. Yeah, if you're walking around with the whole like scientific lab kit where you're testing like electron beam, like dispersion, like, yeah, it might be a little more finely detailed and you've got to be careful. But for most tourists, you'll be just fine with what you have. All right. Yeah. Oh, thanks a bunch, Mason. I actually am going to have to buy one of those things because it looked, first of all, it, the little box for people that are watching looked really cool. For people that aren't watching, it looked really cool. Um, but uh, with that, we are now going to move on to our uh, uh, blah, 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 our break. But before the break, we're going to answer some trivia. And the answer that's on our website, we post it every week um, for you guys to go check out. The answer to the question that was on this last week is Sailor Moon. And this week's winner is Corny Mystic. Yeah. Um, the month winner... Uh, do, am I announcing the month winner? Yeah, right? You are. Yeah, and the month winner is Obscurity 101. Uh, congratulations to you guys. We'll reach it out and stuff. It must be birthday. Yeah. Um, the current theme is Anime Flowers. So if you think you got a shot you, with this theme, go to the website, check out the new question that will be posted soon, and then we'll uh, give you guys the answer next week on the next podcast. It's a little tougher. Um, I thought it, I thought it's March. Yeah. You know, like the flowers are coming. Hmm. They're coming back. It's springtime. They bloom in. They're blossoming. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, that's an easy one. They get that. I, <laughs> yeah. People can do it. You listener. I, I believe don't know. You. Mandy brain is big brain. And not everyone has big brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, now on to our first news break. But before that, we have an in-show weekly trivia question. So... Let's see if you know the answer to this one. What is the anime of the song that Carol and Tuesday play in the Mars Brightest quarterfinals? Think about it. Contemplate it. We'll be back soon.
Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and I'm bringing you your anime news break. Well, the coronavirus continues to ruin all of our lives as all of the fun events in the world have been canceled lately. And this includes the Japanese baseball tournament that was supposed to be held recently at Koshien, or the Spring Koshien Tournament. However, they have very sort of humorously replaced the broadcast of the baseball tournament that again will not be held with 14 episodes of Major the Second anime as a rerun. They're going to be showing them from the 19th to the 22nd of March in two to four episode chunks. If you're a big fan of Major, well, you'll be able to watch some form of baseball. It won't be Koshian, but it is the next best thing. Next up, the producer of Final Fantasy VII's remake wants to do Final Fantasy V next. Yoshinori Kitase has set his sights on this as a possible next game to be remade by the Square Enix company. The project currently remains a personal dream of his, of course. And we'll have to see if it becomes a reality. Personally, I think that Final Fantasy VI would be a lot more exciting than Final Fantasy V, but, um, you know, we will see if this game from 1992 gets remade. Next up, well, the BPO, or the Broadcasting Ethics and Program Improvement Organization, otherwise known as the Fun Police, are at it again. They are now somewhat very late reviewing the comedy, fantasy, etchy show, Interspecies Reviewers, which has sort of alarmed the whole world, I guess, for its depiction of brothels and sex shops, etc. And it looks like the BPO watchdog group in Japan is going to be reviewing Interspecies Reviewers, this is a group that generally compiles complaints from people and submits them for review. There have certainly been a lot of different complaints about interspecies reviewers, including it being vulgar and extreme, objectifying women, being a threat to children, and all kinds of other things. So it just looks like the BPO Broadcasting Ethics and Program Improvement Organization is at it again as they try to protect the youth in Japan. And next up, lastly, we haven't done this in a while, but we have the top 10 highly rated anime from the week of March 2nd through the 8th in Japan, giving you sort of a taste of what is popular in Japan. And I'm just going to skip the top five here because it's the same as always. Sazai-san, Shibi Mariko-chan, Detective Conan, Doraemon. Those are the top shows as always. And now getting to the ones that are a little bit less expected. My Hero Academia coming in at number five on the list. Are there other notable entries that aren't always here? Chihayafudu 3 is number 10 on the list. Other entries are Precure, Butt Detective, Anpanman, and Kranen Chin Chin. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. And, well, as always, we're going to get back to the podcast right now. Anime Addicts, the AAA podcast is always trying to bring you new and exciting ways to enjoy our content, and now we have an exclusive member-only RSS feed on the site that is going to let you access our hentai episodes, our hobby addicts, and our after-parties episodes, all from your favorite mobile apps. That's an additional eight episodes of content per month just for you, and you can listen to it through Apple Podcasts app, you can listen to it through Podcast Addicts, Pocket Cast, Overcast FM, Downcast FM, etc., etc., onward and onward. So many mobile apps for you to choose from. If you were holding back on supporting the podcast because you didn't like listening to our extra content through our website, now you can get it and listen to it the same way you enjoy all your other podcasts. So pitch in, help out the podcast, do a good thing, and enjoy all the extra content we have for you. 
Just go to aaapodcast.com slash join and you will get all this extra content and an exclusive member RSS feed for you to enjoy. That's again, that's aaapodcast.com slash join and support the podcast. Hi, this is Sabrina Palencia, voice of Rei Ayanami, and I'm an anime addict. And then she cries. Now presenting Burning Christians, who is the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Would you rather? Yeah, I like oh, these. No. I like these. Have oh, no. taste buds in your butthole. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no! Or poop out of your mouth but not taste it. Taste buds in my butthole. No! So you would rather taste your poop as this shit in there. Oh, oh, well, you didn't explain no, what was that's why it. the taste buds are in your butthole, is so you would... Oh, oh okay. God. Yeah. Taste buds in my butthole. Oh, God. What was the other one? Or poop out of your mouth, but not have to taste it. <laughs> I have to go I have to go with that one. No. I mean, that's disgusting. Taste buds in my butthole. No, that's... You don't. You want to taste your own poop? Now, let me ask you a question. Yes. You have taste buds in your mouth. <laughs> yes. If you hold your nose and eat food, you can't taste it. If I hold my nose, do I still fully taste it out of my butt? <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid question. It's a very important detail. Me no, no, you have to squeeze your penis. Because <laughs> oh, that is the nose of your butt. And now, back to the podcast. Oh my god, that drop, huh? Someone got a beer while we were gone. Look at that. I mean, I'm celebrating. I am actually so stoked that I'm back on the podcast, guys. I I miss I miss you. I miss y'all. Is that man. a Corona? <laughs> you no, it's not okay. a Corona. <laughs> it is. It is a Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Brewery summer. What what is it? Oh, let's see. It is a Brooklyn Bel Air Bel Air sour. My favorite one from them. Anyway, uh, Mitz, do you want to answer the question for them? Friend? Oh, yeah, sure, I will. <clears throat> she needs to, Oh, that's the wrong trivia question. All right, so... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. What you, what, Mitz, what are you doing? What is the name of the song that Carol and Tuesday play in the Mars Brightest quarterfinals? It is called Whispering, Whispering My Love to You. Wow. Wow. Because I love you so Guys. much. Big wow. Yo, if we don't whisper, that means we don't love you, you know? Oh. Yeah. Wow. And now it's time so. for, for Mandy's mom a minute. Yeah. I'm not whispering that. <laughs> she don't love us. <laughs> and now let's take a minute for the manga minute with Mandy. This is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga to help you find something new to read. And this one is Blood on the Tracks. Saichi's mother loves him very much, and his days pass with placid regularity. School, friends, even the attention of his attractive classmate Fukishi, until one terrible summer day that all change. He's back, guys. He's back. <laughs> I think this is the third time that I've done a Shuzo Oshimi manga for Manga Minute. And for those who don't remember, he's the mangaka behind Flowers of Evil. Mm. And every time, I don't know why I come back to him. It's just, I know I'm going to cringe, mm. uh-huh. but like a train wreck, I can't look away. <laughs> You're just a manga so, addict, friend. 
So, Blood on the Tracks is another um, Shuzo Oshimi manga, and it's a psychological drama. It is still currently publishing, with one volume currently available in English, and it began publishing in Japan back in 2017, so there's more volumes coming. And like other Oshimi manga, this series comes with the usual trigger warnings for disturbing circumstances and uh, especially child abuse, but... Our protagonist, Seichi, has a mother who is very protective of him. At first, Seichi doesn't really know that it's a little odd. She guilt trips him into out of spending time with his friends. She leaps to his defense when he's clearly in no real danger. And his cousin mocks him for having such an overprotective mother. And his relationship with his mother starts to plummet very quickly after they all go on a family hiking trip. And Saichi is finally starting to realize there is something very wrong with his mother. And although the book is not labeled as a horror, I can definitely see how this manga will make people feel extremely uncomfortable. Because um, when your home is meant to be your safe place, what happens when that home, um, everyone, every second you spend there is suddenly filled with dread. And uh, I would recommend it to fans of other Shimi books, especially Flowers of Evil. They kind of, I don't know, all of his seem to follow a very similar theme in that he just needs some happiness in his life and yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe some therapy. He's <laughs> maybe his life is too happy and this is like his way maybe of Maybe like it's too happy. Yeah, balancing yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I always compare him to Neo Asana. Both of their mangas, I'm like, as soon as I get it, I'm like, this is going to be sad or weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mandy. man. I miss I miss that music, Mandy. No problem, Mandy. You've, you not to me, Mandy. You slayed your. This is Mandy's manga minute with whatever blah blah blah. You said that so fast and so I've pro. I've only been doing it for wow. years. It was so. It was <laughs> like wow. Years. My friend's a professional <laughs> podcaster. A podcaster. A podcaster. Speaking. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna go there. Speaking of flooding up an intro. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Of waifus, you either win or you are late to anime school. Cake will be thrown, ice cold tea will be served. Who will be top in the class and who will be flunked in Mason's Waifu Wars? Damn, man. It's better than the show itself. Anyway, yeah. uh, this week, <laughs> you we got damn right. I actually wanted to talk about the series for a little while, but since it doesn't have an official release or an anime, I didn't feel right bringing it up. But as of earlier this month, an anime for Kimono Jihen, uh, which translates to Monster Incidents, was uh, announced for later in 2020. Um, I can't speak for my expectations of the quality of the anime because they haven't fully revealed like the staff working on it and all that stuff. But this is like a heads up that this is probably going to be a moderately successful shonen one. So you can put that on your radar now. Um, this manga has been running for roughly three years. It's an ongoing series by Sho Aimoto. And it's up to about ten volumes as, at the time of this recording. Um, it starts with Kabane, who's a strange boy who's working the fields of a remote mountain village. Instead of going to school, as all coronavirus kids are. Um, he's shunned by his pairs <laughs> mm -hmm. and is nicknamed after a yokai that lives in the mud. Um, he, a visiting Tokyo detective uncovers, you know, they are out to uncover the truth behind a series of strange events that are causing many animal bodies to just be rotting away in a single night. 
Um, and it turns mm. out that Cabinet and the detective and a whole bunch of other characters are somewhat monsters to some degree or another. And these occult monster detective team is formed. They go all over Japan to investigate all these supernatural events. Um, it's a little immature at times, but it's fun as far as Shonen goes. And it's probably worth checking out because the series is, is an absolute feast for the eyes. The manga looks so good. It's so consistent. And I hope that the anime can come close to capturing its liveliness and sharpness. Um, it's kind of like Mob Psycho 100. Uh, but with yokai instead of physics, it's like toilet-bound Hanako-kun or Inspector with a little more action to it. And it's, de- and it's got like the Demon Slayer-esque, you know, the bad guy background moments where it's like, oh, they're actually not that bad and everyone's just kind of suffering together. And the characters are all fun and well-designed and it makes for an interesting interplay between all these different factions because there's different, you know, groups that are ch- competing to like solve the mysteries first. And this means there's a large cavalcade of good boys and girls for there to be waifus for. But since this theme for this month is germ girls, uh, there's a clear winner from the series when it comes to being cautious (laughs) of bacteria. And it's our boy Akagi. Akagi is a detective within like the Fox uh, or the Kitsune division. Um, He's an absolute consummate professional that sides with whoever will help him reach his goals. He's... His actions are good. They're bad. They they know no bounds. Um, they you know he's willing to do anything and except touch anything. He just won't touch <laughs> anyone. You know he he's he's wearing gloves. Smart. You know that's a good start. But at all times he's carrying a full economy size container of wet wipes wherever he goes, <laughs> and he will like touch someone and then like wipe his hands with the gloves on them and then wipe his phone to make a call that he. You know, found the person, and then he wipes the phone down again after he's done talking with it, and it's it's great. Um, he has some issues with it. You know, he gets in a he takes a sm- uh, child hostage at one point. You know, not a great look, sure, uh, but the kid gets so nervous uh, he starts peeing, and Akagi just like flips. He can't handle it, and he just you like, say it's like okay, yeah, yeah, just urinating, and that's that's just, disgusting yeah. because kids are disgusting. Yeah. And he has no toilet paper. And Akagi paper. cannot Gross. deal with it. And he's just no like, you know, fine, paper. you're free. You're done. Go. <laughs> and it's it's pretty <laughs> great. And yes, he has some flaws. He's so scared of germs that he likes his meat cooked well done. Um, that is a sin that I would need to correct. But in the end, I think him and I would make a great team. Um, he's shown a willingness to cooperate with his partners. And I think, I think, I think we could all use the little Akagi's mindset in our current day of just yeah just, no shit just just be clean boys you know wash your hands and uh yeah he's 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 a winner he's he's got that uh from haikyuu the what is it kagiyama vibe look going on it's pretty great mm. i uh, i can dig it so yeah akagi from this. kimono jihen if they had this in english translation i'd do it for manga minute but i'm just waiting gotta wait I th- yeah, I'm hoping the anime will bring a translation down the road. So it looks good. It looks real good, though. So yeah. Do you know what doesn't need to be translated at this moment, though? Unless you don't speak English. Right. Unless you don't speak English. Thank you, Mandy. <laughs> What's that? What's that? <laughs> the exclusive RSS feed for the podcast, Miss. You want to tell the peoples about it, huh? Yeah. Huh? So we we developed an exclusive. M- many of you are already taking advantage of this, but we do have 
an exclusive RSS feed for the podcast. People, people were asking for a long time. Oh, Mitts, Mitts. You know, we want to listen to all your hentai episodes and your after parties and the hobby addicts. You know, there's like, psst, there's like 800 of them. But, you lot. know, people are like, oh, but, you know, I don't want to listen to it through a website because this is 2020 and, you know, that's not how we do things. And everyone listens to us through a smartphone and I'm aware of that. Well, now when you support the podcast, you get access to a members only RSS feed that you can access through almost any app that you'd be using to listen to your podcasts. So you can listen to the Hobby Addicts, the hentai, hentai episodes, the after parties, exactly like you will listen to all your regular podcasts through your smartphone, which pretty much alleviates that problem, I'm pretty sure. And you just get that along with the rest of the stuff. So you're not paying extra for it. I'm just, we're just trying to find ways to make it easier for you to enjoy all of our extra content. And, you know, and in return, you know, we will, uh, you'll help us, uh, we'll give you that and you'll help us continue to exist. So we, which, you know, is always a good thing. So... That's and you can get to that members RSS feed through the website. There's a top on the top bar on the far left. There's a link that'll take you to the page. It'll give you the the URL for the for the for the feed. It'll give you the instructions on how to get it to work. And it's usually like copy paste this this URL into your app. Done. Like it's pretty much how it is. So head over there and make that happen. And um, yeah, so aaapodcast.com/slash/join is where you go to sign up. And then you get the RSS feed with it, and we will be tantalizing your ear holes ever more. So awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Mitz. And so that's all the exclusive stuff. But right now, we are in the regular episode that we make available for you guys every week because we love y'all and we love doing labu this. Dabu. But labu labu. But on this week's episode, our main topic is providing some modern alternatives to classics that are kind of hard to find out there. Um, so yeah, you know, say you want to get into an old classic, but are either, you know, put off by like, the old art style, or you kind of just can't find it legally, which is the case for a lot of old classics are kind of in like legal hell, uh, in uh, copyright <laughs> hell. Um, and you're a good boy, you're a good lady, and you don't want to resort to privacy. Um, so water, so we're going to want to give you guys some alternatives, some modern ones to ones that are like classic that are hard to find, but are similar in theme or execution or both. Um, so yeah, so I know I, I, I was not prepared for this topic in on brand on my return as always. Mm-hmm. Take a bow, take mm-hmm. a bow. Nothing mm-hmm. has changed. <laughs> Nothing has changed in six months. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I'll put it, I'll give some on the fly input as you guys give your really nice answers that I'm reading through here, which is really great. So the first one up here is the classic Crest of the Stars. What do we have as alternatives for that one? This is so hard. Like you know, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of all. The, I'm trying to think of shows that uh, that fit into that sort of. You know, like new shows that sort of fit into that epic space opera story, and and there's definitely old shows that fit, but like that's not what we're trying to do here. And um, I'm pretty, I don't think you can get Crest of the Stars anywhere. So Funimation. Oh really? See, yep. I'm not following the rules either. So does that even so does this even apply for this topic? If if they can it, watch it, it can. someplace, I, I think we kind of went with a a show that is before 2000. Because while it might not be a classic in our mind, I think for what the majority of the anime, wow, I can't even say anime, anime, animatics, anime community sees as old is anything like before then. So I think it's fair enough to say anything before 2000, we're kind of loosely calling a classic. And we also have a side list of the things that, you know, aren't available legally. And just to give you guys a little more time to think on things, we 
I have a whole list at the bottom of like remakes slash like spiritual sequel sequels that kind of act as uh, remakes for other shows. So we can get to those at the end. Yeah, I had a lot. I added a lot more to that one too. I didn't know if you saw that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was trying to figure this out, and you know, because space operas just haven't held up. Like they're not they're not in style right now at all. But um, but. If you look online for shows similar to Crest of the Stars, inevitably you will see Legend of the Galactic Heroes in the category um, in the same group as Crest of the Stars. And there is a new Legend of the Galactic Heroes, by the way. So if you want to watch something that's similar to Crest of the Stars, you can, you can watch the new Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I think they now have two seasons of this out. And um, <clears throat> also, like, lighter in tone, um, like Martian successor Nadesco is sort of like a funnier sort of not quite as epic i'd say but just like kind of funny and and um you know it might it might scratch your itch a little bit but just give you a little bit less of a you know serious tone to it so and um but yeah like they don't even make they don't even make anime like this anymore if we get like one anime a season mm. that takes place in outer space it's like a miracle these days uh so, no Astro was the last one i can think of mm-hmm. that one yeah, was that wasn't that was a while ago, I think. So I'm just like, uh, you know, I feel kind of sad. Season about or it. two, yeah. So uh, the first one that I had on my list of like classics was Nana slash Paradise Kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these works are kind of related to one another, but unfortunately are just not legally available anywhere. And you know, I thought in a possible alternative, not so much in the plot of the series but just kind of general concept of you know a music or performance based art show that really centers around the romance and like relationships between people is mm-hmm. actually Rakugo Shinju I think it's very similarly deep and complex and is about the people more than the art that they're performing or the fashion that they're getting involved with so it's a little bit of a stretch but I'd say conceptually I think you could find interest and overplay between both. Um, For sure. For Nana specifically, I said kids on the slope because they do take, it does take a more um, mature approach and it does deal heavily a lot with music. So I could see some crossover between fans with those. I also, for both Nana and Paradise Kiss, um, deal with a lot of really messy relationships. Mm. And so I said Scum's Wish because I yes. feel like there's oh, a lot of... Um, it's messy, baby. Yeah, there's a lot of very similar relationship issues in, bo- in all three of those. Sometimes sticky, So if sure. that's what you like in both um, Nana and Paradise Kiss, is like that really messy relationship drama, check out Scum's Wish. I said parrot. I said honey and clover. You know, I think that um, there's a component in in like paradise kids, for example, of sort of like finding your way in life. And I find that while you know they're not similar in every way, they definitely share that honey and clover. You know, it's a bunch of kids that are kind of you know in school, getting ready to not be in school, trying to figure out their way through life. And Paradise Kiss, like for example, is definitely feels like that, you know, because as the main yeah. girl is kind of trying to find her way, and as, and I and I haven't watched much of Nana, but I, of what I know of it, I, I'm sure I think it fits kind of in there as well. So yeah, uh, I have so for for to lean into like the music aspect of Nana, 
I I would recommend what we're reviewing today is from Carolyn Tuesday. It is a very recent music anime that's available on Netflix. Um, that also it's very much about music, but it also does focus on some intercharacter relationships and the building of friendships between two female leads. Um, and then also, I mean, it's not my favorite music anime to come out in recent time, but this one does lean more heavily into a, it. Throws throws some romance in there. It's Fuka. Uh, not my favorite music anime, um, but some people liked it in the music anime fandom. Uh, so I would recommend those two for, for this category that has Nana in it. Um, I also wanted to say, because our big thing here is that these are options that are made elite or legal for you, legal options for you. Yes. So um, Kids on the Soap is available almost everywhere. Uh, Scum's Wish specifically is Amazon Prime. So yep. I'm going to try to remember to shout out where you can watch them. Oh, uh, good As point. I I, I yeah, so Rocky Fuka, Go I believe it's Crunchyroll. Crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuka's Crunchy and Car on Tuesday is Netflix. Yeah. So next we have Hajime no Ippo. So I had one that Mitz has one. I I, I was I would have written down this one that Mitz has, but I'll let Mitz say because he had it down way first. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, not 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 as a uh, way first as you might think. The um, I mean, this is. It's Megalobox, I think, for me. I mean, I think it's literally like, <laughs> you know, Ashino Joe is supposed to be the right. inspiration for Hajime no Ippo. And Megalobox, the, it's, Ashino Joe is also the inspiration. It's almost like a sequel in a way. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely, definitely Megalobox. And I know that that's legally available as well. So, where did I watch that? Crunchy roll, mm, yeah, I think so, yeah. So crunchy roll for sure, and you know, Megalobox is fun. It's not that long, not a not a big time investment, and it definitely give you like sort of that that it'll scratch that boxing itch for you with with a little bit of like a bebop flair to it, sort of, I guess. So yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I went off the Elab wall with my recommendations. <laughs> elaborate yeah, yeah, on yeah, JoJo Part Four. Yeah, please elaborate so on that one. I was like, okay, Hajime no Ippo. I, I, I <laughs> put this one on the list as the classic. I'm like, oh, this is a great series. I highly recommend it. It's one of my few ten out of tens, and I strongly oh JoJo Part Four. Yeah, I strongly I agree. encourage people yeah. to watch Hajime. The problem is, it's not streaming anywhere. Um, so I was like, well. Well, I could just be like, oh, it's it's a boxing show. Here's any token sports anime. Here's any token boxing. Anyone can do that. Anyone can look that up. I was like, what really defines Hajime no Ippo? It's an epic, overwhelmingly optimistic look at life. And then just this big, epic arc with lots of lovable characters. I'm like, what shows fit that? Gurren Lagann, it's optimistic and it's epic. Jojo Part 4, it's a bunch of boys that you just love going around, doing their best. And uh, Beck, I Drawing also manga. just kind of all like encapsulate the same kind of tone. So it's not the same plot, it's not even the same sport, but it's just the theme, the vibe, the feel I get watching them is comparable between those series. So, I don't know. Wild. I thought Wild. it was close enough. <laughs> I respect I respect the reaching out of the box, my dude. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, go ahead, Mandy. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, I was going to say, I have not seen Hajime no Ippo, Ippo yet. It's on my list, but I will say, for all of these, and anything that comes on this list, I'm going to say the alternative is always Hunter x Hunter. You could just go <laughs> watch that instead. Yeah, you could just watch Hunter x Hunter. <laughs> you could just watch that instead. I oh mean, Crest and Stars, Hunter x Hunter. Sure. Hajime no Ippo. Hunter Hunter, I mean, come yeah. on. It works Nana? out. His Nana? and her circumstances. Hunter Hunter, come Nana, on. Nana, Nana, Nana has it ended yet? It's still like ongoing. We're waiting for the second arc. <laughs> exactly. Hunter Hunter, it's still ongoing. We're still waiting. Oh my it's, God. it's thematic. That's amazing, somewhere. Randy. That's amazing. For Hajime no Ippo, um, just to just to give a super, like what Mesa was saying, like a very token answer, just watch Haikyuu. Just watch IQ. Uh, it's a sports anime. It's not about boxing, but it is about a lot of characters growing into their own and becoming uh, extremely dedicated to the sport they're, they're, they're playing to try and win. So I would, that's what I would say. For Let me slip in, in like our little favorites here. Interesting. Of course. Interesting, I mean, interesting moves. Okay. I mean, I mean, I will always shout out Hunter Hunter. Yeah. I am consistent. Mandy well, I mean, is true. breathing Hunter Hunter all the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and nothing, for those who are tired changed. of it, I'm just saying, make your own podcast. <laughs> Mandy's like, if you're tired of it, I'm tired of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy's your ass like, smells either you're too. tired of it because you haven't watched it yet, in which case, mm-hmm. that's your problem. Watch it. Or you have seen it, and then why would you be tired of it? Like, that does yeah. not compute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah. or, or just fuck off, you know? Seriously. Yep. Yep. I think the next right, one uh, we should talk about is Rosa Versailles. Of Versailles. This is an I actual have no rec- yeah. I have no recollection a lot of Rosa Versailles. I can't I can't wing a recommendation for this one. No worries. I think I think Mandy yeah. has the best too. That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put down Rosa Versailles. Um the first option that I put down was Utina, Revolutionary Girl Utina, because it is available legally, but also it is still an older anime. Because I was trying to do modern ones, newer uh, series, but that is really the closest that I can think of to really capture Rosa Versailles, and um, but yeah, you that one could still be pretty difficult to get into if you don't like the older art styles. But um, yeah, both Rosa Versailles, Rosa Versailles' main character is um, very gender fluid. So also Utena, which mm. deals with the main character Utena, she is um, she doesn't like to fall into a lot of the gender roles. So if you um, I don't know, those two main characters are very similar. But I also said Twelve Kingdoms because Rosa Rosa Versailles is very political driven. So is Twelve Kingdoms, and also Yoko in Twelve Kingdoms. She doesn't really fall into a lot of um, like the stereotypical um, women or uh, girl characters in anime she's um she's very different so i don't know i think both of those you can try those out if you are interested and utana i know is on funimation 12 kingdoms i believe is also funimation let me double check uh i think i watched 12 kingdoms on amazon it might be you're right it's not funimation it's crunchyroll and prime yeah yeah my recommendation for rosa versailles is a show called les chevaliers de yon so I don't fancy. Know if you guys have ever seen it? It came out in I've heard the name 2006 and you can watch it on Funimation or Hulu. And it's similarly, I mean it's about the Versailles era in 18th century France. I mean, it's a lot of very much the same time and place as Rosa Versailles. It's mm-hmm. definitely very it's a definitely if you don't like the art style of Rosa Versailles, it is a classic one. This is definitely more modernized. It has a great dub that really, you know, captures the 
Sound of the Era, and it was really well put together. I haven't seen all of it, but from what I have seen, I was like, yeah, this is pretty comparable, so check that out. I feel like not enough people are talking about it. How old is it? Uh, 15 years, 14 years. I think it was like mid-2000s. Okay. Not too sure. It's oh, on Cammy, Formation, too. Cammy has a good one in the chat, uh, Review Starlight. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. sure. Review Starlight. Oh, mm-hmm. it's on High Dive. You could definitely watch that on High Dive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, um, The next, next one that I put down was, I'm the only one I think who has seen it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Yes. Which oh wait did we skip over Planetess? Uh, I did sure, yeah because it was sure very did. similar. You don't want to do it? Yeah, we can do it later. Oh, we can do it for later. Crest of the Stars. I gotcha. I was looking at the list. I was like, wait, we skipped one. Um, I my next one was Magic Knights Rayards because I don't know if it's available legally anywhere. I don't I, think it is. Let me double know. check. It's I not coming not up on know. because moe. So I don't think it is, but um, I, man, this one was really hard because I was thinking the ones that I would recommend were like Fushigi Yugi or Escafloni. Both of those are also pretty old. So if you're looking for a newer one, the only other option that I had is maybe Gerd and Logan um, Mm -hmm. being somewhat similar, but not similar because Magic Knights Rayoth is a magical girl show. Or not magical girl, kind of. It's an isekai, and um, but girl and Logan, I think they both deal with this sort of um, this bad person or bad character that they are trying to protect the world from, and um, there's also uh, mechs in it. So I don't know. I I don't. And there's that was the only thing that I could really think of that was even remotely close that wasn't like also from '90s or '80s. Mandy puts in a classic. <laughs> comes up with nothing shit <laughs> only one to have seen it <laughs> oh well watch the yeah. original i guess i th- i guess that's the answer yeah it's not legally anywhere mm-hmm. but good and login is also in crunchy roll yeah uh, the next one on the list is uh sorry mitch did you have I one mean, for magic knights i'm just wondering why we skip planet test because it's not that similar to crest of the stars i was just saying because yeah. my last two were all ones that were not classics but just unlicensed as is the case with Planetess. So I wanted to get to some classic ones first. But okay, let's do Planetess okay. now. You know, it's like I said, it's yeah, a newer well. show, might but well. has no legal way of watching it. And this one was tough because it's a show in space, but it's not really so much about <clears throat> space about in the that, same way. Yeah. And so I was trying to fit the tone of it. And the two I came up with yeah. were Hibane Renmei and Cowboy mm. Bebop. They're both mm. kind of ethereal. Both of my suggestions ended up being a little more, not introspective, but, and not depressing, but just a little more negative than what I feel like Planetest has to offer. And I'm glad you brought up your option, Mitz, because I think that more closely represents the tone. But I think all the ones we've represented here show the depth that Planetest has and whatever you pull out of it can be applied to uh, <laughs> I w- I, all sorts of things. I, I want to hear more about how you're linking Hibane Denmei to Planetess. Because, I mean, I wouldn't know, have thought it's otherworldly. So. Is Planetess otherworldly? I mean, it's literally it's outside the atmosphere most of the time. It's outside our world. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, okay. I mean, one of them is one of them is collecting garbage in space for the, for about at least 30% of it, and then one of them is uh, an allegory for purgatory. So I'm, sure. I guess... I was I guess I was going more with, you know, the characters in Planetess, they're all hmm. here by some 
means that they really didn't choose, but they're out on this space and all they're really doing is the best they can and how their personalities intermix and, you know, digest the situations that they're in. And Hibernate Renme is very much a group of people who are in a place. They're not really sure how they even got there, but kind of accepting or dealing with the situation that they're in. And that very much makes you as the watcher reflect inward and think about how you are contemplating your life. That's a really, mm-hmm. that's a really damn good anime, by the way. I, I, that Renme, for, yeah. You know oh it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Well, I said... I, I have a... Okay, you ahead, know go, what? Go, Why go don't ahead, you go ahead, Enzo? Because you're, well, I, you're I back, just want to go in and throw this in there because I, I wrote this down before someone in chat said this, and it's it's a little trolly, but I wrote down Space Dandy um, <laughs> because it's in space. <laughs> what? And it's Dandy. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's in space. Fucking nailed it. It's, dude, listen, did I lose? Huh? No. No. You nailed oh, it. Only my sanity. <laughs> It's in space, yeah. Just like, just like, Goo in the chat said, it's in space and it's dandy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. That was that was important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's Space Brothers. Space oh, Brothers. Fuck yeah, dude. They're that's both, a good one. They're both comedies. In space. I mean, Space Brothers. I guess a, a fair chunk of it does take place in space. Uh, it's in the name. I mean, most, most, most of it isn't in space. Spoilers until later. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh shit! Space Brothers is a little longer than Planet Tess. Yeah, it's, I think Space yeah. Brothers ended at episode ninety-nine, which is really yep. random. But um, I mean, it's about people who want to go to space to work in different capacities in Planet Tess, which is set way in the future. They're, they are already working in space in a, in a specific capacity. And they're both comedies. Planet Tess, I mean, they both get pretty sensitive at times. Like, Planet Tess later on gets pretty, here and there, it gets pretty de- like, like deep. You know, like, you're going to think a little bit. And then yeah. Space Brothers is the same way. So, maybe... I mean, and they're I both they're, realistic looks at space. Yeah, Even yeah, though exactly. Planet Tess is in the future, they're dealing with a very real-world problem that the Kessler syndrome caused by physical debris in the atmosphere. So no, and, it's, and, it feels mm-hmm. real. And I also wrote yeah. mem- memories, specifically magnetic rows. I mean, in, in magnetic rows, I can't remember. Are they literally collecting garbage in space? Um, cause I thought so. I thought I so. I don't remember. I, thought I don't remember. That's avoiding like cleaning up stuff around the satellites and like protecting that, but I could be wrong. But to some yeah. degree, yes, it was. I They're definitely that, removing objects from a certain section of space. Yeah, it says, In Magnetic Rose, a story of garbage collectors responding to a distress signal from an old space station. So, oh, well, fuck, for, well, that's the one. For, for literally, for at least five minutes <laughs> before Magnetic <laughs> Rose pivots into just a, an awesome-looking horror movie, more or less, mm. they are actually collecting garbage in space for five minutes. And I don't know any other anime where they also collect garbage in space other than these two. They're probably there's something I'm sure, but I haven't seen whatever that is, so I'm done. I'll shut up now. Yeah. No, no, no. That's no. That memories is a good one, actually. Oh, um, so good. the next one, the, whoa, the whoa, next whoa, one, wait, that, t- t- technical I, foul. I, Hold I the phone. Oh my god. Everyone skipped me. Oh my god. Okay, look, I'm sorry, friend. I chose welcome to the NHK because, like Mitch said, that. where um, Planetes goes into um, 
it gets a lot deeper later on in terms of drama. So does Welcome to the NHK in terms of like both them dealing with their characters' motivations and um, like their weaknesses. And also they both deal with a lot of heavy drama and comedy as well. So, I don't know. That's why I chose Welcome to the NHK. What? NHK has one of the infamous space arc of Hunter Hunter. I mean, that's right up there. Oh, yeah, also, I mean, there's also yeah. Hunter Hunter. Mm, mm-hmm. They be in space. I mean, My the Chimerians came has... from a different world. Right, which is an other world, you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. NHK, NHK, I will say, has one of my favorite OPs of all time. I love the OP to want to come to the NHK. Just, you know, just to say it. Oh, it's a super, like, nicely sung one that's the complete opposite of the ending that makes it seem like, oh, wait, yes. I, someone put on a joke video at the end. Literally, <laughs> yes. It's, it's it's one of my favorite OPs visually, and musically is very solid, but visually is a lot of good textures on it, but I digress. I digress. The, I digress. I have digressed. Digressed. But the next one on the list that I am glad one of you guys put down is His and Her Circumstances. Um, Mandy, of course, the legend herself. Uh, Mandy, you want to go first? I think the rest of them are all mine. Nice. <laughs> I put that a, a lot. What a legend. <laughs> you want to go first, Mandy? Yeah, so his and her circumstances, to my knowledge, is not available anywhere legally. But um, I chose three series where the main character is um, kind of has a dual personality. So in his and her circumstances, the main um, uh, character, she is very you know, beautiful, prim, proper at school. When she goes home, she's an absolute gremlin. <laughs> you, you love to see it. Yes. And so uh, this boy at school who's very popular uh, finds her like this and is totally cool with it. And it's a romance about the between those two. But Maid-sama is very similar to that where the main girl at... Um, school she's very aggressive she's always telling the boys what to do she's in charge of everybody she's just um she's not she doesn't act like she's not very feminine at school but she works as a maid in a very submissive role and she doesn't want to um or she works as a maid in a maid cafe cafe sorry and she doesn't want anyone to know because that she thinks it's going to make her look bad at school and that no one will she wants everyone to take her seriously. And then this guy at school finds out at this maid cafe. And so uh, it's a romance between those two. Romantic comedy. And there's also Horimiya. Horimiya is very similar to his and her mm. circumstances. In that the main girl is, um, you know, has this uh, vis- this um, image at school where she's very prim and proper. And at home, she's very motherly. And takes care of all the chores, so she doesn't want anyone to know that. And I don't know why. But all right, like, like it's I don't a bad think it's thing. Bad. No, it's yeah. a great thing. What? <laughs> but I, but yeah. And then this guy at school, who's also uh, has a dual personality. He's very um, put together at school, but he has tons of piercings and tattoos that he hides. And mm. so outside him. of school, everyone thinks that he looks like a punk. So. Um, they it's a romantic comedy between those two that one has a really long manga love it but um it has a four episode ova which doesn't capture much of the series so you can try that i think um let me let me check where they are i think made some is on funimation googling uh, off animation googling yeah I've uh, I will say for Horimiya, I'm not the biggest manga reader just because I don't have the time. But Mandy can vouch, I binged so many volumes of Horimiya, dude. 
<laughs> we so both did good. at the same time. Yes, it's available it's so on good. Made some is available on Netflix and um, High Dive and Hulu, and Horimiya is. Oh, am I wrong? There might not be available legally anywhere. I'm bum, so sorry. Bum, bum. They played, you can read they the manga. I thought it was. You can read the manga, they played you. You can they read the manga you. guys. Read the manga. Or you can watch Hunter Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you could. You could watch Hunter Hunter. <laughs> no, clearly I mean, the troll answer of the main female character who is prim and proper at school and the gremlin at home is Umaru-chan. That's what people you... <laughs> want to watch. <laughs> True. All You're right. not wrong, Mason. <laughs> um, I also put down The Wallflower, which I think is on Funimation. I don't know. That one, um, it's another romantic comedy, but that one is about this girl who is um, really into horror stuff, and she's very uh, shy, like very, um, she's uh, very introverted. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. awkward and then everyone else all these guys around her are trying to get her to become more ladylike so i guess it, it's kind of like the backwards version <laughs> but i don't know that one you could possibly try that one out yeah um, but i think made some is probably the best option yeah i wrote down like uh for these two came to mind immediately and the one is alhado ride or blue spring ride um, it's just a a nice like really no complicated plot whatsoever, uh, like a little rom com type thing. It's really it's it's cute. I actually recently binged it for no reason, like like uh, before I went on my hiatus of the podcast. Uh, I just literally it was available, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to think for a while, so I just put it on, and I ended up watching the whole thing. Um, another one is an anime that I was loving up until around the end of where it kind of lost me, but it's just because. Um, it is a slice of life romance anime. It has a lot of different couples you could follow, um, and the the pacing is pretty slow. But it, but if you're into slice of life, it is a very comfortable type feel to watch, um, and it also has romantic elements as well. So I put down those two as as ones you could watch that are recent. I believe both of these are on Crunchyroll. I believe Crunchyroll. Pretty sure both. Of these, I watched it. I watched Aha Right on Crunchyroll when I was watching it, and just because it's on Crunchyroll too. So good call on those just because two. I completely forgot that thing. Most people did because the ending was not what people wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, even I kind of blurred it out of my head. But it's it's a good it's a good watch to, for me. So you're like just because I'm like I've seen that. I think yeah, <laughs> you, you did. You <laughs> definitely look it up. <laughs> you definitely watched that one. Um, my suggestion just because it's really good is March comes in like a lion because <laughs> god damn it it's good he's pulled a hunter hunter card it's, yeah exactly I've activated my trap card and it's a, a shogi board and it's just really good characters and that's about it I mean you, you get into <laughs> inner psychology and the deeper problems that people are facing um up the faintest hint of a glimmer of romance but it's not really that so if you're looking for romance don't go here but if you just want to see really well written characters with a sometimes hard-hitting tone it's a really good show and you won't be disappointed it just not might be what you're looking for <laughs> i'll kind of phone that one in <laughs> it still makes sense though like it's still a great fucking anime to watch dude for this one i the only thing i can think of quickly was because to me his inner circumstances is always like it's a more of a serious it's a comedy but it's 
it's one of those shows where like they actually have a relationship and they and there's a lot of right. like emotion behind it rather than just like it's not perfect, yeah. Yeah. And I had a couple thoughts. One of them was My Little Monster. Like it's been a while since I've seen that, but that's to me as I recall about a girl who's like a a really good student who gets wrapped up with a a boy. It's a boy who's kind of, you know, a ruffian. A ruffian basically and the characters in his inner circumstances aren't ruffians, but like, you know, it makes their relationship not perfect and they're they have things about themselves that they're kind of trying to hide from the school. Um you know, I and I and I, I couldn't think of anything else really all that great, so I I Googled it and people kept saying Kimini Tadoke, so I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I like it. I really I, like well, anime. I, I really well love show. Um and uh Yeah, and they're both like and, essential shoujo series too. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and for some reason I kept thinking um the the um Oh Savage Maidens in your Savage season. For some reason I think it was just because like these are both shows where I think people were kind of starting to discover like relationships and um you know they they kind of take a more serious approach to relationships that a lot of other shows do not and you know i find them both kind of refreshing in that way so rather Mm -hmm. than just like tiptoeing around the idea and like oh my god they held hands you know they take it a little further and um you know but that's probably not a perfect comparison uh Kimi Ni Todoke is on Crunchyroll and Hulu if you uh, wanted to check it out. That's it's where you so can good. find it. Yeah, it's good stuff. And next, the, yeah. next, the next category I really love. Yeah, the next one is I put down the Battle Angel Alita OVA series. As far as I know, it's the only anime that they've made for it. But it's pretty old, not available anywhere. It is old. Guys, you want to watch Battle Angel Alita? You should just watch Dora Hey Dora. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, right? So Battle Angelita deals with two separate um, worlds of people. People who are up top and they're living great. And the people down, stuck down on the bottom in like a dystopian world. That's awful. Nobody wants to live there. Dodo hey Dodo. <laughs> it's exactly that. There's the hole. And then there's the sorcerers who come and <laughs> screw up everybody in the hole. Oh my gosh. Oh my Wait a second. I have an even better anime than that have you ever heard of this show called hunter hunter have you ever heard of gintama <laughs> gintama <laughs> guys you can just watch gintama just watch Gintama. they have a samurai cop who loves mayonnaise bruh mayonnaise good it's just like battle angel alita it's ex- it's a carbon it's a copy it's a copy paste a control control c control v ruined this topic <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Only slightly. Um, my recommendation is actually one I think I got from Mitz, like many episodes back. But I it's another this. OVA, uh, Area Zerime, the animation. So I think good. it was, mm. was it three or six episodes? It's six um, episodes. Six episodes. I think you can yeah. find it on Amazon. But it's also very similar. I mean, it's a short OVA, badass female character. Oh, yeah. Not as... You know, not the same theme of like an upper world and a lower one, but definitely about fighting for survival against people who uh, don't agree with you all the time. And it's a good short romp with very expensive anime cells. If you ever, <laughs> if you want, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want a decent area anime cells, I have looked. You know, you're gonna pay like five hundred bucks. So hurts me. Um, I took my approach to this was a little more, not so much like class. Uh, like upper class, lower class, but more like technology, dark and gritty, you know? And I thought of technolize right away. 
So Techno Lies mm-hmm. is, is definitely a dark, gritty show where people are kind of living in the dirt. And it's been a it's been a hell of a long time since I watched this anime, but people are kind of living in the dirt, and you know they got like machine arms and all kinds of shit. So like you probably you probably that was like forced that. on him too. Yeah, Techno Lies is some dark ass shit and trippy too. Um, so that's my best my, that's my best comparison. Um, I also put down Ghost in the Shell. I put down Standalone Complex just because it was the more modern Ghost in the Shell, but I don't think it's available anywhere legally, which really surprised me. I was looking, I was like, I can't find it anywhere. So, but Arise is available on Funimation. Mm. So you can check that one out. That one deals with a lot of um, cyborgs and uh, in a futuristic world. I don't know. You can try that one out. Yeah, I uh, I just wrote I just wrote down, but I forgot what the whole the to make sure it's available for streaming because I just I just thought of it. I'll but, check for you. Yeah, I yeah, think it I, is. I, I think it is too. That's kind of why like my conscience was like, you could write it down. It's it's Mori Vito. It's it, it has very similarly a very like very strong female lead. It is a very very amazing show. Um, uh, it's uh, not necessarily thematically similar to Battle Angel Alita, but if you're in that mood, um. And you want to see another, uh, well, another woman like beat the shit out of people and like be also very kind at the same time. It's Moribito for sure. It's a good fucking watch. Good suggestion. Does what it, is? It doesn't look like it's streaming anywhere. Damn. What is Two B TV? Says it's on that. I don't know what that is though. Two B TV. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably like a New Zealand. Probably. <laughs> Um, the one. live actions on Amazon Prime. If you want to watch Trial of Blood, there you Ooh. go. And just it, okay, just like uh, Battle Angel Lita, got a live action yeah. adaptation. There you go. There, there it is. nailed it. Okay, okay, okay. What we got next, uh, one, guys? My next one is Rune Soldier Louie, or and mm. I also put down Lotus War. Lotus War, I believe, is on Funimation, but again, it's like. It's a classic that is very old looking and some people might not be able to get into it. Rune Soldier Louie is not available anywhere, but those are both um, like set in the same world. Rune Soldier Louie is a bit more of a comedy based on D&D in the Lodos War and Lodos War is just straight up D&D. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, specifically for Rune Soldier Louie, I said Konosuba. Konosuba mm. is mm. a comedy, ridiculous comedy, that is based on a tabletop RPG style. And um, for Lodos War, I said maybe Claymore. I don't know. It's, it's I, I'm with you. I'm with you on Claymore. We don't get a whole lot of um, RPG themed anime. Truly. There is Goblin Slayer. You can try Goblin Slayer, but. There are warnings at that one. <laughs> but Claymore, I don't know. I, it's still a dark fantasy that, um, I don't know, you can try that one out. Monster yeah. slaying. I kept thinking the same thing. When you, like, I feel really bad because I've seen Lodos War a few times and I really like it, but I just couldn't think of anything I wanted to really say here. And I don't There's e- not much. And this yeah. probably isn't really even available anywhere, but I kept thinking of the old, the short, I think it's an OVA, Bastard. Which is not, mm-hmm. which is not modern. Wow. Which is also not modern, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. So I didn't write it down, but like I thought I would just throw that out. It's probably not available. Yeah. it's probably it's old, but I don't know. Kind of because I was also thinking like the Slayers, but that one is also like really old. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Other than other than that, maybe like um, Grimoire uh, or what the hell is that freaking show called? Um, oh, uh, Fantasy uh, and Ash. The yes. There's that, a Grand Blue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these shows are like a little Not RPG-esque. 
Yeah, not Grand I'm Blue. Is not what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm thinking about Grimgar. Grimgar. Yeah, right. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, Grimgar is RPG esque and it's modern. And I think that's probably on Crunchyroll. I'm not really sure, but it's some. It's available someplace. So. Yeah, I um, I, I again, it's also not like very much RPG based, but it has a lot of like fantasy like tropes, and it's it's uh it's ReZero, which currently has like a, a season. I don't know if it's ended already or not, but oh, another one's uh, coming, a, baby. Get ready. Yeah, but uh, ReZero has a has a whole bunch of fantasy aspects. It 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 does get a little dark relative to yeah, it its does. genre. Yeah. Um, so maybe give that a try if you want some magic. If you want some some fantasy world type stuff and, and can i just say side note i'm excited as hell for more re-zero yeah me too that freaking I, I, show i have yet good. to watch the new the newer stuff that came out but i did enjoy the first season of the stuff we got for and, and that anime sure, so that anime is like god it's like it's almost like an icon right now in, in the anime community i mean it's just like yeah it's it's really well it's really it was received one well as and it has maintained it's like uh it's love of in the fandom 100 percent yeah, I cheated with my answer to this one. Cheater! <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what's a great like RPG Dungeons and Dragons esque like fantasy isekai world? Uh, Dungeon Meshi. It doesn't exist mm-hmm. yet, but it's a pretty good <laughs> manga, and it will. This will absolutely get an anime one day. So when it does, God, I hope you can watch it then. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> so has to. I love Dungeon Meishi, mm-hmm. but similar to Dungeon Meishi, there is the um, Drifting Dragons. That's very similar. It's just not D&D style, mm. but it's like about hunting these creatures that are, to us, are mythological and then eating them. Yeah. Yummy. Hunting, hunting. And there's also Hunter, Hunter. Mm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I, you know, I've never, I've there heard is of- a whole arc about like an RPG. I've heard of this Come hunter. Come on, guys. I've heard of Hunter Hunter. What is this? <laughs> just making sure that one person out there who hates it, I'm just I'm making sure that I'm going to annoy you as much as possible. You're on their shit list big time. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the next one I put down is Monster. Because believe it or not, Monster is not available <sighs> anywhere legally. Which is so sad. I struggled with this one. I struggled. Mm. I struggled. Um, My very first option or idea that came to my mind was death note <laughs> come out like was what you know death note oh death note okay yeah yeah between like the um between what is like brb brb he I says get as he gets up bow oh, oh i was like what's happening uh or enzo just left us, but, us um he had a p probably or dro- I hope he has or, toilet paper. You know what? Uh, you know what? Wait a second. I, I think I have a drop here for this. Hmm. You don't like eating dog shit? We have so many poop drops. I'm going to shit on your face. There we go. That's how you clean pee. up. <laughs> or pee. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, they're both thrillers and dealing with, um, you know, monsters inside of people, uh, killers. So, I don't know. That's the, that was the best option that I had for that one. I think Mason also had another one that I was debating. Sorry, I'm just cracking up. In the chat, we had a special appearance by Kazuro who just says Enzo's gone. Now's oh, my chance. Oh my goodness. Ah! <laughs> all, they're all that coming be, back. That would be so hilarious if, if oh, Enzo goodness. came back and <laughs> We just Kazuro. removed his like picture from the screen, replaced it with Kaz special call in. Oh, oh, that would be 
We could just call. Yeah, them. just we, kick them out. Yeah, kick them. Bring them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can just, just, we can just dial Cosmo in right now. Yeah. Everyone who came for Enzo. Yep. You and, got what, like twenty minutes with them? Hundred or yeah. an hour? Yeah. You're good. I mean, you gotta bring I mean, back the greats. <laughs> Listen. Also, guys, if you want to watch Monster, just watch Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, what Monster? Yes, I had two replacements that were about as close as I could manage. Um, Monster is very much its own work. It's like, it's very contemplative. It's long, it's methodical. And you don't really get a whole lot of epic series like that nowadays. Um, so my two were Ajin and Psychopaths, mm-hmm. both dark yeah. psychological things, very modernized, very hip and with it in short series and kind of just have that same depressive pit of the stomach tone. And uh, I liked both of them. I thought Ajin got a little bit of hate, but I thought its CG looked really solid. So don't be scared by that. And uh, if you are scared, check out Psychopaths. I think Psychopaths is on... I'm not going to even blindly guess and get it wrong. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Funimation. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Psychopaths is Funimation, Hulu, Anime Lab, Netflix. It's Damn. on everything. Freaking so everywhere. Yeah, it was just like uh, when I brought up March comes in like a lion earlier. Like that's on almost any platform. So, uh, yeah, both of those I thought were pretty solid. And I, I, <laughs> I really ahead, struggled. Mitch, I struggled with idea. this one, and I was like, oh, it's like, oh, what shows have? What shows are thrillers, and they contain like a like a murderer, you know, more or less. And and you know, it's not it's not it's a pretty underserved genre in general, I think. But mm-hmm. but yeah. Perfect Blue oh. was a good one. It's not a series, a movie, but Perfect Blue. Definitely psychological, um, gritty, murder, you know, murder mystery, whatever. Denpa taking a Kanojo. I keep talking about this once in a while, but like this is definitely about like serial killers and like that one might scratch your itch a little bit. It's a short. It's like a two one hour OVAs. That anime is great. Like people, I feel like no one's. I, feel, I never hear anybody mention Denpa taking a electromagnetic girlfriend. That shit is dark, violent. I've seen that. And short and easy to watch and looks great and. People should try that. And then, of course, Mandy, I haven't watched this, but like I saw online that it's similar. Master Keaton, same, same, <laughs> same creator. <laughs> I was waiting. I held my breath. <laughs> same creator, and apparently the same ish main character. Like, I mean, what the fuck, yeah. people? People vote it, for it for the classics. Vote for it. We, um, yeah. <laughs> I've been trying. Speaking about like, something that's not going to go away until you I accept tried, it. I tried bribery. <laughs> You did? No one would buy into it. Yes, in our anime club. I was like, guys. I threatened them. Wow. Oh, they still bri- didn't vote for it. Damn. Bribery isn't the same as threatening, is it? Look, it's, <laughs> I mean, if you try, if you squint. Mm. Oh, just a little. Um, What about Perfect Insider? I oh. was kind of thinking that. Um, mm. I don't know. It's it's good. It's a good mystery series. It's close i was thinking of stuff like shiki almost when we started going off on like a weird tangent where it's like there is like part of a mystery to it but it's not as true of a mystery as mm. monster or master keaton or f the perfect insider but it's i don't know it's we're probably drifting a little bit far away there's really no yeah. replacement for the essence of what monster captures mm. and yeah. speaking of like one of the most like haunting endings of all time so cool what's yeah. next guys one more here one more last one gunsmith uh, cats 
Yeah, the last one. With a great with a great freaking theme song. I mean, it's awesome. The theme song is, is I think awesome. We almost all had the same chain of thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just got all you need you just need a stylish action show with with like cool girl main characters and for me like reader mm-hmm. dot reader die the OVA popped right up in my head, you know, dirty dirty pair, stuff like that. The reader die OVA is so good. It's so good and it's short and it's just like awesome and has a has like a jazzy like theme song just like gunsmith god they're really similar just like gunsmith cats and agent paper is really fun i don't think it's anywhere legally ah, well, no you know what not. i'm a, just a you know i'm just a rule breaker i mean if you uh, recommend <laughs> classics for classics you might as well watch the original movie that gunsmith cats came from which is writing bean there you it's go. like a 50 minute <laughs> show that's a, a classic but you know very same style i mean mandy go ahead with yours because it's very conceptually the same yeah black lagoon you want a badass girl fucking loves guns black lagoon she is <laughs> it's shit up. Yep. yeah i love black lagoon dude yeah revy is I went crazy with crazy ass chick mm-hmm. crazy as she heck. will stomp on a nut I went with yep. the depressive Moe version of girls shooting guns and went with Gunslinger <laughs> Girl because yeah. it's, it's about as close to Gunsmith Cats in name as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a stylized, fun, snappy, good time like the others, but it might fulfill that fix, so don't sleep on it. Yeah. And that is, I will stall for time as I gun... <laughs> Nope, we're gonna be silent until you well, find nope, it. No, what? I'm gonna take as yes. much time. Dead possible. air, baby. Let's well, what, do it. Well, what do we have for the rest of the uh, rest of this? Because we need, we we should definitely we can pass start. It. We can we pass start, on it now. Yeah, we should start we thinking about um, Carol and Tuesday. So, well, if you want to watch Hunter Hunter, you could just watch the 2011 remake. <laughs> yeah. Mandy's not giving exactly. Gunslinger yeah. real Funimation and Hulu. Mandy, where can people watch <laughs> Hunter Hunter? <laughs> you can watch it. I- I oh know it's on Netflix. Is it Crunchyroll? Oh I think God. it's on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. So you can watch too. it on Crunchyroll. So there you go. That's yeah. that's where you need to go, people. That's where Mandy will support your endeavors. And I think yeah. all my other notes we can either say for another topic or uh, another day. If not, check the show notes. Trivia, Mandy, lay it on us. Yeah, so we're going to go on break. And our trivia question, which we'll answer after the break, is Shinichiro Watanabe and Yoko Kano have teamed up to work on what animates together. And there's multiple answers. Oh, yeah. So think about it, and we'll answer it after the break. You get a victory if you get three out of the four. Well, now you told them there's four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing changed the answers. Cheater. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> Hey everybody, Mitsugi's back, bringing you another anime news break, leading off with a pretty interesting auctioned item. So back in the day, Sony and Nintendo were actually pretty close to collaborating to create the Nintendo PlayStation, but at some point during that deal, Sony got pissed off and decided not to sign the deal with Nintendo and instead release their own PlayStation system. But they had made 200 prototypes of the Nintendo PlayStation prior to that falling out 
And there was recently an auction in which one of this, these consoles were sold for a whopping $360,000. Doesn't seem to matter that there are no games or software for the console. It is just a fantastic collector's item. And um, if you want to check it out online, you can certainly find pictures of the Nintendo PlayStation. It's worth looking at for those of you that like to collect video game merchandise. Next up, Demon Slayer is obviously the most popular thing on planet Earth right now. And the anime is getting a PlayStation 4 game in 2021 to probably no one's shock. Weekly Shonen Jump magazine announced this recently in the 16th issue of the magazine. The title of the game will be Demon Slayer Hinokami Chifutan, which does not currently have an English translation. Aniplex is going to be publishing this game, and the Weekly Shonen Jump magazine tease, they call it a teaser, but they said that Tanjiro will be a, will be the playable character, which I say, obviously, so it's not really much of a teaser. The magazine didn't publish any screenshots or images from the game, and they also did not reveal the game's developer, but if you're a fan of Demon Slayer, this game's coming out, so get excited. And, um, well, you know, to be honest with you, we're all kind of tired of the coronavirus news, but it has pretty much affected everything on planet Earth. So I'm just going to give you a rundown of the latest from this past week. Spring 2020 Precures anime will be delayed due to the coronavirus. Ghibli Museum is closed and will remain closed for a while due to coronavirus. There was a Hypnosis Mike concert that was canceled, which is a Toho Project event. They had Nico Nico... Chol Kaigi was canceled. There, uh, the Disney Resort is canceled, or is closed, rather. E3, which is a huge event, is canceled due to the coronavirus. And let's see, anything else? Coachella is now canceled, or I guess they say delayed due to, due to the coronavirus. And of course, the Japanese minister in Japan, the minister Yasutoshi Nishimura, who is the, the, the minister of economic revitalization, said that there would be potentially a worse recession than there was in 2008 because of the financial crisis. And the economy, they say in Japan, was already pretty much on the brink of a recession because of the ridiculous 10% sales tax that they implemented in October, up from the previous 8%. And they say that this may be on par with some of the worst financial crises that they've ever had worldwide and in Japan. So... Everybody just needs to be, you know, buckled down. We're going probably going into a recession, so just get ready for that. This was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Are you looking to expand your anime collection? Are you looking for a place you can purchase all of your anime desires? Ooh, then check out jlist.com. At JLS.com, you can stock up on amazing merchandise. What more cute moe figures, nendoroids, apparel, or even cute anime-related mugs? You can find all of them there. That's right. They even have a snack box. Every month, JList will select the newest and best Japanese snacks and send them right to your doorstep. No subscription or long-term commitment is required. Just purchase whatever box you think looks appealing, and that's all there is to it. JList.com even has items for those naughty anime addicts. Hentai, doujins, erotic visual novels, and even anime-related toys are available for you to use on your very own, or with a very special anime-addicted loved one. JList.com has everything an anime fan could possibly want. Just head over to their website and check it out. JList.com, your friend in Japan since 1996. Hi, this is Melissa Fawn, and I'm the voice of Radical Edward from Cowboy Bebop. Have you seen Fei Fei? Fei Fei! 
Are you anywhere around here? Anyway, I wanted to let you know that I am an anime addict. You hear me? I am addicted to anime. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we left you, we had an intro trivia question. Shinichiro Watanabe and Yoko Kano have teamed up to work on what anime together? Well, it's like almost everything, but um, Cowboy Bebop, Terror and Resonance, Kids on the Slope, Space Dandy, and if you want to count it, the, the Bebop movie as well. So I guess maybe the trivia question should have been more like, what haven't they worked on together? Hmm. <laughs> So, all right. Well, and, um, you know, Yoko Kano always gets a five-star in my book because she is fantastic. And so with that, let's do a five-star review for ourselves. You see, I try. I tried my best. It's time for iTunes Review. If you would like to leave us an iTunes review, go over to AAA Podcast and iTunes. Leave us a review, five stars, and we'll read it for you. And also leave us some uh, criticisms if there are things that you would like us to improve on. <laughs> this one is from Who Wood Dizzle? Who Wood Dizzle? H Wood Dizzle. <laughs> very well, very well done. Good job, good job. You're welcome. And they say, can't say enough great things about AAA. I have been listening to this podcast for a little over a year now. I can't express how easy it is to listen to your podcast. News, manga, review, dot, 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 rainbow flavored energy drinks. Nice. I wish you That's all the best. AAA fan till the very end. Aww. Thank you. Shucks. So cute. Thanks, you wood hoodizzle. Thanks, hoodizzle. 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 Is the H silent? Is is the H silent or not? No, it's very important. It's capital. It's it's, it's capital. It's it's capitalized. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, now as we got the five-sided review done and done and cleared, we are going to move on to our second main portion of the podcast, which is our review of Carol and Tuesday. Uh, Carolyn Tuesday is Shirichi Watanabe. As you can tell, Watanabe has been popping up in the questions and stuff. He has been a renowned director, and this Carolyn Tuesday is his most recent installment into the music genre. It is on Netflix, and it is done by Studio Bones. Um, the it it is a drama, music, sci-fi anime, and it has a very stacked cast but also behind the scenes is also very very stacked with like official endorsements by gibson by nord by even things like instagram and all those kind of things like south by southwest and all that like it's really it's a really industry backed anime so because of all of those things i'm going to start off the expectations i had um 
before passing the show because if i recall it was me that passed the show on episode 473 of the podcast in for spring 2019 so me for the people that have listened to the podcast for um like what is a little over a year now uh they these listeners know by now that i am someone that's very invested in the music genre of anime um the the catalyst to this investment was 100% watching back when I was 14 and that anime literally single-handedly changing my entire life um, because that's how I got into music outside of anime as well. As I watched back, I was like, mom, I don't care if you don't buy me anything else for the rest of the year. I need a guitar right now. And me playing guitar changed everything. So, and on top of that, you know, Bebop uh, is an incredibly important anime to me. I have the swordfish as a tattoo right here. Like it's it's incredible. Like I love that damn anime. And so when um, and in the past, Watanabe, who directed Bebop, has also released shows like Kids on the Slope, which is a beautifully done music anime centering on the genre of jazz. So given all of these things mixing together, that I love music outside of anime, in anime, and I love Watanabe's work. When I saw he was making a new, um, uh, a new music anime for Netflix, who have also had have had a great track record of anime in the last two years, um, I could not help but have expectations. Unfortunately, or fortunately, be in the higher range of things, um, especially when the teasers were released along with a website. Um, this website had behind the scene videos of them rotoscoping. Uh, they took footage of two uh, artists actually singing in a room playing the instruments and then they animated on top of it, right? Um, so they, that, that to me is money, like real money. The show had Gibson's label on it, like I mentioned before. There's a lot of money in the show. And then you have, and then on top of all that money, you have uh, Watanabe directing. And with Netflix as a studio on top of Bones being the animation studio and everything. So for me, expectations were kind of going high. I expected to see, based on trailers, a really good uh, slice of life type of vibe. Um, I expected to see really cool character development. And I wanted to hear really cool music. So that's what I had going in before watching Carolyn Tuesday. And what you guys got? Coming in with the initial impression that is a personal odyssey. My man, <laughs> I mean, man, it's music, bro. It I can't, I can't go. I can't. I have to go hard. <laughs> Gotta go in on it. Uh, I guess go I can in. go next. I'll be quick. Obviously, as Enzo mentioned, Watanabe and music have always been strongly linked together. Um, never less so than with Terror in Resonance, which was his last mm-hmm. work in 2014. Um, it did have a sick soundtrack, thanks to Yoko Kano, but it was like the most distant from music that the themes of his show was based on so i was ready for him to make a strong comeback with a clearly music centric show um i watched the first three episodes to get the feel for it when it when this first started airing i watched the first quarter when it released back in august of 2019 um and then i waited until right before the week leading up to this review to finish it up so my memory of the early occurrences might be a little more faded but Overall, that didn't impact the plot. That's kind of what I was coming into this review with. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same. I have not seen Terran Resonance, so I never experienced that. But I do knew that it was a Watanabe anime, so I had pretty high expectations going in. And um, I heard some of the music before, 
Uh, I watched it and it sounded really good. And I saw some people talking about it online. Like, this is, this is really good because it was a Netflix jail. So unfortunately, at that time, people could only watch it illegally. Right. Right. So I... Before we went into the impressions, back when it was airing, I watched like a couple episodes just so I knew what, I knew what was going on, and uh, yeah, I had pretty high expectations, and I was excited to watch the rest. And it looked beautiful, so yes. So I mean, it's kind of hard not to have high expectations when the anime you're about to review gets like you know it's nominated as possibly anime of the year by pretty much everybody. So <laughs> I mean. How am I not yeah, going to have true. my expectations? I mean, I know it's a music show. Watanabe, you know, clearly has his fingers in music as he's put a lot of time and attention to that, his whole career. I, I Terran, Terran Resonance, I thought was kind of an awful anime, to be honest, I won't lie. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think my expectations for Carol on Tuesday were, were pretty, pretty high. I mean, plus it's got Netflix behind it, so, you know, they're going to throw money at it like crazy. Yeah, I expected a lot. All right. So, okay. So then, given all of our expectations, we're going to move into giving you guys, um, the listeners, a spoiler free recommendation. So, um, for this little section, we're not going to spoil anything really plot heavy or crazy about the anime. We're just going to tell you guys whether we think the show is, watching, is, is worth watching or not. Because your time is important and you should use it wisely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you have 148 episodes of a certain show to get through. Yeah, you got to watch a certain H show uh, instead if you don't like this we're about to say. Um, but I struggle. I truly kind of struggle with um this answer um it kind of divulges down to it to me it depends who i'm talking to if i'm talking to someone that i generally know appreciates the arts um can appreciate a slower somewhat character-based organic story um then i would say yes because what this anime for sure has is musicality um you get several genres of it um you get different tastes of of um of musicians playing different uh different instruments um you get different flavors of pop which is which is cool to see because pop can sound very boring but they give you different flavors of pop um and they do give you you know characters that you do uh tend to want to cheer for they give you some antagonists that aren't too crazy um it's 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 a solid it's a it's a it's like a pretty solid base level character cast and the music um, is there for you to really enjoy. I think the music's pretty okay. Um, so with that, like, if you are someone that will enjoy this, enjoys music and has a curiosity for music, and also enjoys a, um, like you know, like a uh, like a character, a mostly character driven um, plot, then I think Carolyn Tuesday is definitely for you. If you don't necessarily care for music outside of your specific taste, um, and you also don't have a lot of patience for plot moving forward, then perhaps this is the one or the second Watanabe thing you don't watch. But that's what that's really what it comes down to is whether you want to spend time listening to different kinds of music and watching these characters go through their shit. I guess we'll keep on going in order. Man, I'm almost disappointed how... Uh lukewarm and zo is on this so far oh it's spoiler free spoiler yeah, exactly, free. exactly i got i got shit to say in the spoiler okay. section <laughs> um here's my spoiler free recommendation uh that's like asking me if i would recommend someone listening to like 
Adele or Taylor Swift, for example. I found this show to be shallow in depth, Mm. it challenged nothing, and there was an overwhelming lack of substance. This is a finely sharpened arrow. This show is engineered and crafted exquisitely, but it fails to hit any target worthwhile. Mm. And I feel like people will be like, well, I like Adele. I like Taylor Swift. Clearly, I'm in the minority here. But I feel like overall, this was so well produced that it hid the fact that the show did absolutely so little of value that I feel like most people would enjoy it, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I thought it was enjoyable. (laughs) Like, I I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I will say the second half of the anime goes in a direction that was very different from the first half. The first half is deals with a lot of, if you're interested in, like, this futuristic world where you're combating the difference between creating music traditionally or AI. I think that's a really interesting topic. Like, I mentioned that during our, um, uh, what was it, Megalobox uh, mm. um, uh, review, where I was like, I am interested in this idea of doing things traditionally and combating, like, the progression of technology, where things people are doing things to make it easier. Like, where, like, where, like, do you lose the um your artistic abilities when you're depending so much on computers later on i think that's very interesting and i thought um seeing these two girls come together through music developing a friendship through music is really sweet and i liked seeing them try to combat the uh, music industry in this very traditional their traditional style of making music the second half does get more political and they start dealing with issues yep. of racism, xenophobia, greed, and we get to see some of the darker mm-hmm. sides of the music industry in terms of like stalkers. And I thought that was interesting as well, but it is weird. The two don't blend well together from like the mood in the first half and the mood in the second half. Um, I mean, there, I think there were some hints in the first half that that was coming up, but it really exploded to a way that it was very, I don't know, not off-putting, but just surprising. Like, it didn't feel like it fit. So, um, but the music is very well done. I think it looks gorgeous. The the soundtrack, I have it on iTunes. I listen to it all the time because I, I like the music in it. So, I don't know. I... I don't know who I recommend it to. I would say if you love music, try it out. It might not be for you, though. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird, right? It's not for yeah. everybody. Definitely. What's Car- up, Mitz? Carolyn Tuesday is a... It's disappointing. Um, and the reason for that is that this anime has... Arguably the best music I've ever heard in an anime. I mean, it just does. Mm. Um, it's up there with with any of the great soundtracks, uh, Bebop, Escaflone, you know, just like, which is like so funny, they're both like Yoko Kano works, you know. But like, <laughs> and, and it looks amazing. You know, we're going to get to all that. However, um, as Mandy said, like, the anime, um, it, it, I wish it had just stuck to being a, a show about like girls moving their way through the music industry and finding their way in life. And unfortunately, that doesn't 
I almost feel like that's not what the anime is about. Like because there's the the second half was there was so much there was so much politics in it that it was a it was a big turnoff for me. Like, look, I don't I don't really watch anime for politics. I know they're in I know they're in there sometimes. Normally, I don't really. Uh, no, I'm not going for that. I'm not like I'm not hoping that like the third season of Doctor Stone is about like you know some some topical political issue. It's just not not what I'm in there for. Um, you know, politics are everywhere in our lives. If I wanted to watch you know politics, I'd go watch like CNN or something. But like you know, that's not what I'm doing. I'm watching Carolyn Tuesday. So, do I recommend this? Um, maybe I think if you're just like huge into the music industry, if you want to watch like an anime where there are scenes where it just like feels like you're, you're literally watching like prefer like real professionals performing with some like unbelievably real, well-written music with great animation and characters that are honestly really likable. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, I think that you would really enjoy this, you know, but if you're a person that's not big into music and if you, or if you're turned off by, you know, we're back on a better word being force fed politics, which is kind of what it is when you're held captive and, you know, then you're not going to like it, you know? And I, and I had people, you know, there are people that I know that, that were turned off by, by this anime for that reason. So, you know, it's, there's like, there's a specific audience for it. I think if you're that audience, it's like, you're going to never, never, ever going to, you're never going to forget this anime for your whole life. You're going to love it so much. But if you're not that audience, you might not like it as much, and that's why I think it's dis- that's why I think it's disappointing because the music side of this anime is unfreaking believable. Like so much care was put into it, but unfortunately, it kind of goes beyond that, and in, 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 in a way that really I didn't think was all that necessary. So, and uh, how I finally feel about it, we'll see. But you know, I do think it's a show that rec- that's recommendable to the right person. Right. So okay. So listeners. Uh, viewers on Twitch, we're now going to move into oh, our yeah. spoiler analysis of Carolyn Tuesday, where we're going to just spill the beans about it all and how we actually feel. I will reveal some spicy comments. So if you're going to tune out now, tune back <laughs> in when you finish it because I got shit to say. I got shit to say. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh Sorry, my God. I almost knocked over Isoka. That's okay. Did, did the dick light turn on? No, it, 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 it shook it. It's on a switch. <laughs> gotcha. But it wasn't really funny, though. <laughs> All right. So the first thing, uh, the first thing I want to tackle is, um, well, I, I think okay, I think story is like what we should tackle, maybe kind of before final conclusions, because it's probably what is the dividing factor for most of the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all probably agree that our animation wise. It's very, very, very well done. Like I, I found this anime to be beautiful. Not from just from char- even though character design is kind of simplistic compared to like other anime out there. It's just done with so much care. Um, that the the clothes have the clothes flow, hairs flowing, particles while people are performing are so pretty to look at. They make every moment that matters in this anime look really magical to convey the messages and the vibe and the energy that the music is trying to go forward with. But on top of that, they all, I just think in general, I think so much care was put into every aspect of the show. Um, all of the instruments look amazing. All of the playing of the instruments are, you know, you can tell it's, it's somewhat, uh, it's, it's not CG. It's, it's you can tell it's different than yes the thing i literally said the word earlier you can tell it's a different type of animation style when they go into the playing but as someone who plays guitar himself like at least when uh when tuesday's playing like she's playing the correct chords that she's hitting and and even when she's finger picking the fingers are in the right place like she's hitting the right strings when she's playing her instrument and that takes a 
stupid level of attention to detail when trying mm-hmm. to make a music anime because fingers when you finger pick for example on a guitar your fingers are moving pretty generally kind of fast and they tend to blur people even the even the naked eye when you see someone play guitar in person like you won't even notice half the time they're moving their fingers to pick a string um so a lot of attention to detail i think is 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 at the is at the core foundation of this show um which allowed it to look very smooth overall um mars looks very attractive as a city um i i I, many times i was like shit i would move there like if i could like (laughs) i would move to mars like if this mars existed i would move there it looks so beautiful um and i do appreciate that every single side character and even every single like background character kind of had a vibe and a style um it was very harmonious how everyone dressed on mars and i appreciate that from a consistency standpoint um, so our animation for me was a big check, a big A plus for the anime. Um, how did you guys feel about the art animation style of the show? Freaking unbelievable! I mean, top level. Just yeah. it I was felt, easily the. Go ahead, go ahead. I just feel like Netflix was like, "Hey, Motonabe, hey old buddy, old pal, here's a shitload of money. Enjoy." Right. And 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 and, yeah. and, and, you, and you made a comment about um, you know the the guitar and like and, comp- and comparatively, Carol like you know. I play classical piano and Carol isn't really doing anything all that complicated, but she is. But neither, neither, is, neither is Tuesday just for guitar perspective. Very okay. simple chords. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so mm-hmm. Carol is, you know, she's playing, it's, you know, it's accurate. What she's playing is accurate. You know, we're, we're not like, we're not, we're not lighting fingers on fire here on the keyboard, but like, you know, she's, she's playing the right thing. You know, I, I was paying pretty close attention to that. And it make and there are some anime where they were like, it's that, that are about piano and they're playing. And I'm like, that shit ain't, that doesn't look accurate. You know, because like there's just so right. much extra effort was put into the way it looked. So no, I I agree that art and animation was was by far the best part about this show. Moving on from like the performances, um, the show itself, the color palette that they chose, mm. absolutely popped, and it made totally. it so visually interesting to watch. Even just characters talking, just level of detail in the room around them and the clothes mm. they were wearing, it was very easy on the eyes. And even like the CG computer systems that they use either when the guy's composing the music or when uh, Carol's Towel. working at like the fast food restaurant and like the menus are like zipping by. Like yes. all those looked really well integrated and really helped sell the futurism of their setting. So easily the art was astounding. A couple crowd shots, sure, you could say looked a little wonky, but it was nothing that distracted from the tone or message and it was it looked pretty consistent. I also like the large variety of different types of people that we saw, whether it's body type. And Mm. I want to say the LGBTQ plus representation in this anime is fantastic. For sure. So well done. There are so many different types of people. And that's what I wish that we would get in a lot of anime. And... um, yeah, I don't. I like Mason said also the uh, gadgets that we see, like the like the futuristic items that we see in this world are so cool looking. Like from like a little robotic owl is adorable, and mm-hmm. I want one. <laughs> there are so one. many really cool little things in there that made you think this is. Um, it still feels like we are in like a futuristic version of New York, but it's definitely yeah. a different planet. It's really cool. Yeah, it's super interesting. I personally, the gadget that interested me the most was personally the umbrella that has a light as a oh, yeah. lightsaber the, one. They but have, she they was have the a, only yeah. one who had it. No one else had it. No, uh, no. I also thought so, but there was a businessman walking on that same bridge. Well, with the same he's umbrella. a loser. <laughs> Damn. 
He's but, he's um, not allowed to have the thing that marks the main character in an overhead <laughs> shot that's populated. Oh my god! But yeah, but um, yeah. So it. so I, I'm I'm cool. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that we all agree that the animation and art doesn't really leave too much to be desired. It kind of does the thing, considering the amount of budget, like Mitsuki pointed out, is probably gigantic on this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, and then with with animation comes the music as we kind of were touching on before and Mitsuki really touched on his impression on his spoiler free section. The music is not something that I personally would listen to all the time. Um, in terms of genres, they kind of went very vanilla with the options they chose aside from the fire brothers or whatever, those two old guys that were trying to go for like <laughs> the heavy metal stuff. Uh, <laughs> while, while, while you're talking, I just want to preemptively say, I'm going to ask people what their favorite performer was oh for sure please but yes do that continue yeah um in terms of in terms of genre selection it was very vanilla but i understand that because you know they 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 uh, and and even within the vanilla ish genres they did explore a little bit they had like there's one performer ggk um she was i like that kind of music it's very janea eco-esque in terms if you listen to janea eco at all it's a very dreamy pop dreamy r&b type stuff Sorry, this beer has me a little gassy over here. Gotta <laughs> burp a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, so genre-wise, I wish there was a lot more uh, weird stuff. Just personally, as a, as as someone who listens to a little things, me and Mason, I think probably listen to a lot of things that are like outside of like the normal shit. Um, I've like I've math. had to go through yeah. so many podcasts like hobby addicts, like oh I want to talk music with someone, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I listen to weird shit. Um, but sorry, but we're not hipster yeah. enough. <laughs> I got you, baby. I got 90, you. Ninety two, baby. Deal with it. Ninety two, ninety two. But um, but in terms of execution of the music they did right, it is superior to so much music out there in music anime. Um, every single song, although. It is a genre I wouldn't play on my own. I enjoyed thoroughly. I, I, you can hear the meticulous care that went into each instrumental. They chose vocalists that were really cool. They even they, they brought people in like Thundercat to play one of the basses on the show. I love Thundercat in general outside of the anime. I thought that was really cool. Um, and in terms of music industry, I think it was it was interesting that in a futuristic society they still had like agents and stuff doing like 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 the, like the good old like agents meeting up with like record labels type situations going on. It, it was kind of like it was kind of grounding to like the futurism of the show um, of the industry in itself, considering this AI and everything that makes music. So music wise, it's another big A plus for me because execution was so supreme that even though it's not my cup of tea i have to respect it as a musician myself you know what i mean so big check plus for me as well yeah i don't think the music in this was really what i would listen to personally either but it's more of the the, like the effort you know i I could tell like you know some of the songs were really catchy and they're not really genres i would listen to and i'm like well i mean kind of have to respect it so my favorite was Angela's songs. I love mount- sure. the mountain song. Dude, moving mountains, yes. But Mermaid Sisters is my is my soul. <laughs> the doo-wop, the, uh, the acapella. I sing that yes. to work, I'm to prepare myself. bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yes, that is my soul. It. It's, they it. were singing to me and mm-hmm. spoke to me. Yes. I agree. 
Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. Yes. Yeah, everything yes. is fucking bullshit. I'm, I'm trying to get toilet paper. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's fucking I'm about bullshit. To, I'm about to go on that adventure in a couple hours here. I'm just going to use Yeah, and you're, I bet you're going to be singing the song. I'm just going to use the thumb. Gotta go at the beginning of the day, my dude. Mm. No, I, I normally order uh, all that shit on Amazon. Anyway, side tangent. Um, cool yeah, you can so. wash your hands to it. Thank you, the real mop. <laughs> Yeah, it's twenty Twitch, seconds. Twitch chat is funny today. Twitch chat is funny today. I love it. <laughs> or the real moth hop, moth hop. The moth hop, moth hop. What you um, got, Mason? For the yeah. Music? So I had two. Like I split up my like thoughts on music in the show. Like half of it was like, oh, how did I think the industry worked and like the practicality mm. of their rise through the thing, and half of it was like the songs themselves. How did those sound? And I, obviously, I'm in the same boat. I think. This is not my preferred style of music, and you know it's very vanilla. It is called bubblegum pop because it has not much flavor to it, and you're meant to spit it out after a couple of things. Like when you can get an entire gist of a show in a thirty minute or thirty second clip, like you got it. There's not much substance, but I do give the show props for giving the show the time to have two minute, three minute long performances and just commit to having that. It it was kind of like a bad version of Rakugo Shinju, where they, you know, I don't think it excelled as spectacularly, but it did give, you, like, here's what's on the stage, and present it, and stick to it. So I like that. Um, I like how, in the Grammy performances, uh, Angela and Carolyn Tuesday kind of switched roles, you know, when they kind of, one was on the upswing, one was down, and all, like, the Angela songs before were like, oh, you're so empowered, you can do it. And her song was like way depressive. Then Carol and Tuesday were like, they're the ones singing about fire and being a light for the world. Um, obviously I thought the best performer was, uh, was it GKK? GGK, baby. GGK. Yeah, GGK. She was, I was like, Dope, I want more right? of her. She was fantastic. Yes. yes um, I love, I loved her shit. The biggest like single moment of like production issue that, that I, thought was kind of weird was episode 13 angela finally gets a big budget she finally signs this massive record deal she's like here we go baby new single and she premieres it for everyone and it has by far the worst production out of all the songs that she had put out until that point like the bass sounded like a bunch of eels like farting in a glass cup like it was <laughs> it was like abysmal what, and the it's fuck? Like, what? does that even how did, mean? How did how that, that sound wow. so much worse than what was there before um love it I guess my big thing that I want to talk about, and I actually did not have a problem with this, but having very, like the show clearly had different voice actors to do the vocal Absolutely. performances. Absolutely. And I did not find that to be a bother because they were showing like, look, we clearly want the music that we perform to be the best that it can be. And to do that, we're going to have a, not a voice actor, but a, like a dedicated singer to do this portion. And there could be a little bit of whiplash between a character who doesn't sound anything like they sing. <laughs> but Piotr. Yeah, the, the dancing Bieber. I version. cracked up. And every then it's time. a low masculine voice when he starts singing. And you're like, whoa, this is. Yeah. Even if he was thrown, like, this doesn't work, but their commitment to having the best music they could, I, I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. I don't know if you guys had any similar opinions. Uh, Momoto Miyano did a fantastic job as Erdogan. He was so good. I don't know how many Holy times, but every shit. time he screamed Rody, it was priceless. 
Dude, I didn't he got, even realize. He got so many um, lines in this where I was like, that was perfect Momota Miyano. <laughs> I don't even know how he achieved that voice. That makes so much sense. That sound with his voice. It's great. I that listened so to much it. Sense. I, had, I had no idea. I listened to it dubbed on, on Netflix. It was the only way I could get through it in a week. And mm-hmm. um, boy, they did a great job. I mean, the voice the English. Did, was, am, I the only, am I the only one to listen to the dub? My, maybe I definitely watched yep. the Japanese one. Netflix crushed it. I mean, they sounded great. <clears throat> I thought they sounded. That's great. that's awesome to hear. I mean, actually. yeah, it's just like their voices are so nice to listen to. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Literally, literally. Uh, can yeah. we also <laughs> give props to Rody for being the MVP of the show? Oh, right, yes, Rody oh, is the best. hero, Rody. the producer of all producers, bro. <laughs> well. Not the producer of all producers, but he's up there. <laughs> he's up there. You're right. You're right. Tao, Tao still does it, even though he's AI. Boy. Who is Komodo or um, Hiroshi Kamiya, who plays Amazing. Tao. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we've gotten our big check pluses out of the way, I'm sure this is where we're going to get a little spicy. The story. Okay. So story. In the story, I think the characters for me are probably the better aspects of the encompassing story because, you know, I think they all look great. They're designed well. They have personalities that I think are very believable, believe it or not. Even Artigan to me is a believable guy. Um, I liked him. But I think where... Um, and it's funny because I think this show... Oddly, we 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 write shows off as being like, oh man, this is only thirteen episodes. It, it it could have used a couple more. Weirdly enough, I feel like Carol and Tuesday. I kind of wish it wasn't twenty four episodes long. I kind of wish it was shorter because, like Mandy really aptly pointed out, I think where the show kind of started to lose me was where we went from first half focusing on the rise of these two women as as musicians right um and also their their budding friendship because they just got to know each other like they just met and they're already you know they went viral on this one video and they have attention and they're going to this tournament they, they have they went through a tournament arc literally they did I sk- and, I, uh, and i'm gonna be honest with you i skipped most of it <laughs> oh that's oh, that a shame. my favorite yeah, part that's probably the best part I think that was the best part wow. of the show too. Um, but um, but yeah, so you know, the first have had all this like like centered around Carol and Tuesday and their musical development, their relationship development, their industry development, their rise to fame. And to me, that was all very relative to what the show kind of like set out to do based on like what the teasers were and everything. So the first half I enjoyed a lot. It is in the second half, the second stretch of like uh, of episodes up until episode 24 where i think there was too much there wasn't they didn't set up enough substance regarding carolyn tuesday's rise to fame unfortunately where they started to tie in a lot of um political motives and a lot of other characters that took a lot of agency away from carolyn tuesday and i and it's not that like i think this show like what it tried to do in theory would have been really cool had they executed better. Um, I think, um, you know, in, in stealing a word from Mason's earlier spoiler recommendation, spoiler for your recommendation, I think a lot of these story beats kind of fall shallow and flat. 
Um, I kind of didn't care about the politicalness of the show, like the, the the entire like immigration agenda. And this is coming from someone who's the son of two immigrants. Like I didn't even. I was like, damn, I really don't want. I really don't want to listen to this immigrant agenda. I don't want to listen to. Um, this like weak political story with Carol's with Tuesday's mother. I don't really care enough in this second half of the show. Um, I also didn't even really care that much, unfortunately, about Carol's like father situation, um, which sucks. Which sucks because I, I because I love Carol. I think well, she's my favorite it's part fine of the show. That you didn't care about that because none of that got addressed. <laughs> well, it, 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 they addressed it in like they like soft addressed it you know they like soft addressed it in a roundabout way um but you know it and it sucked because i think the first half set was a if the first half was all set up then i don't see where the spike came from in the second half you know like to use a volleyball and to use a volleyball analogy if the first half was a, was a set from your setter i don't really know where the spike was on all of the first half in the second half i think the last episode of the season was very strong. I love the collaboration between all the artists they had met on their journey so far. I think it capped really high. I think the show in general had a lot of highs, but the lows are way too low, way too low. And I found myself sometimes fast forwarding through episodes, which I never do. Like I never do that. Yeah. And, you know, given my expectations of the show, each fast forward kind of hurt to do because I was it, it just it it was defined within disappointment and not boredom. I wasn't bored per se. I was kind of disappointed with what the show was doing with the story. Yep. Um, so that's kind of what I that's kind of where I was left when the show ended. I was like, I definitely one million percent appreciate the existence of this show. I exp- I appreciate the artistry of this show in all aspects, but but writing wise. Writing wise, they didn't, and I harp on this all the time. Writing wise, they didn't set up stakes that I care about enough, and the stakes they did set up, they kind of executed softly, uh, with no real like period or message to say, um, like what Mason said earlier. So yeah, so unfortunately, the story for me is like kind of a half a check mark, and that's really it. What do you guys have to say about the story? You, you know, um, you and. You and I are, are pretty similar. I mean, I've kind of, I've seen every, I've seen all of Watanabe shows except Kids on the Slope. So I can't speak to that exactly. But I have come to sort of ex- accept the fact that Watanabe is, people are going to like, you know, bitch probably, but I just don't think he's a great storyteller. I just don't. Like, I mean, Cowboy Bebop, great show. I gave it a four and a half on this podcast a long time ago. I think the story is about three episodes long. You know, this show there's like a whole episode where Carol's mother, oh, this is spoilers, right? Carol's mother comes in and like takes her back to her house. And it's like, okay, that whole like plot line got dropped basically. Right. Then there's like, oh, Carol's father shows up at the laundromat very freaking conveniently. And then like he just disappears and that doesn't really go anywhere. Then like Angela's mother dies and she like just happens to wake up and then like says some nice things and then just dies. It's like, it, it was almost like that one Star uh, Star Wars movie where like, I can't, I can't remember. Someone shows up and finds their mother and then like right at that moment she happens to die. You know, it's like, and the, 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 um, the, the music contest, you know, it just felt, I thought they were going to go in a direction of like, oh, um, here's someone's rise to fame from like the humble perspective. And then here's another girl's rise to fame, Angela, from like 
a perspective of having a lot of advantages. And then in the end, they end up in like the same contest. I'm like, well, you just pissed that away. And the contest, unbelievably, I skipped it because I knew how it was going to end. And I was, I, I, I literally guessed the outcome of every, of every single contest because it was obvious um, from the beginning. And then like they throw all this political crap at you and I'm like, I'm already turned off by it. And I'm like, well, you didn't really set it up. And then you didn't really hammer it home. Like I didn't give one small fuck about her mother at any point. And if you take her out of the show, it's the same show. It's just the same day. It's the same show. And then it's like her mother, her mother stepped down from like politics as if I'm supposed to give a damn. And it's like, okay, great. Mm. She decided to step out of the race. Like, I don't care. Like, what was the point of that? And in the end, I think it was just Walter Nobby wanted to make a message. And that's not why I'm watching his show. So for as good as the music was in this anime, I thought the story was equally bad uh, at, you know, on the opposite polar end. And, uh, you know, I kept thinking about Beck and how much better Beck did it story-wise. So Yeah, and that's and that's saying something because Beck definitely pushes its lulls as well. But I do think Beck executed better too. Yeah, and it's like yeah, it was just a it was just a big uh, disappointment in story. And the story is the issue. So, um, I don't think it came completely out of nowhere. We do see hints early on with with uh scenes of Tuesday's mother giving speeches. But um, I don't I, I do agree that it felt like a very, very quick switch that is very um, can be very off putting. But I, it's clear that he um, Watanabe definitely wanted to make a comment on especially current events in America. And I appreciate that. Personally, I appreciate that he really wanted to say something about it, because I feel like a lot of people. There are a lot of people who turn off the news, but when you are able to portray a message between with music, especially this music, media, books, you're able to get, um, when you put all of your thoughts into it, like your pain and um, how it, it's a very, it's a, when it's a more personalized message, I feel like that's a, it's easier to get that message across to people how important this issue is. And there are a lot of people, especially younger people, who look at it and be like, you know what, I, I understand this is a really important issue and maybe I should pay more attention. Where the news is very, a lot of people shut the news off. They don't, mm. it, you don't, you're not really get able to get emotions out of the news. But um, I don't know, I appreciate it. It's just, it was just a really weird switch. But I do like a lot of the other things that we get in there, like um, the stalker with Angela, the dangers of being in the music industry. You get um, a little bit of like um, the, how isolated you feel when you're a big pop star with um, Flora. I don't know. There were other little things in there I thought were interesting. It's just, I feel like maybe he tried to do too much all at once. Yeah. And... 24 episodes even 24 wasn't enough to get all of this together so i liked the like the quote-unquote dangers of the music industry with the depression the doubt you face yeah you're mm -hmm. living up to a crowd drug stalkers which i kind of teased in the first part with the, the fan who was also competing yes. um i liked all that um yes the the impracticality of the music industry how quick the rise is how they you know won this they co-won this contest but didn't even accept it so what was the point all that i could overlook i think the big the two things with the show is it, uh, the plot was a constant rescoping of what i expected and it always failed to deliver like it started off a show about getting into the industry i was like okay i'm in for that and then it became 
Actually, it's a show about like the adaptation of artificial intelligence and how the scope of music of you know computer help versus quote unquote authentic music. How do those compare? And I'm like, oh, now this is something I'm on board for because you know this could be an interesting dialogue. You get the Mars future. You get a lot at play. What does it mean to be a musician? All that is interesting. And then it devolved, as we've often said, to this what we are, I guess, calling the political, the politics arc. And that just didn't serve to help any of what I thought the show was going to be about before. Like, the political subplot really only helped serve, like, the Ezekiel rap song, mm. but that was about it. And I thought at one point it was going to say, you know, when the world is, like, turbulent and it's, like, feels like it's very negative, and I feel like we can all <laughs> associate with that right now. Like, humans by themselves, by individuals, are pretty useless. We can't do much. I mean, you have these worldly influences that are just pushing down on society. What What am I going to do about What are you going to do about it? And I thought the theme was going to be, like, music can remain as a sort of, like, inspiration, a place of positivity. Um, and it kind of, I like this, like, inner circle. One of my favorite things that the show actually did was, like, the inspiration between artists where this person was like, Oh, I've always listened to your stuff and that inspired mm. me to write this and this, and I'm inspiring this person. This person is inspired and get the circular flow of good vibes. But then that message just got blown a little bit out of proportion with this huge, like we are the world seven minute miracle, which I did not think that it needed to spend a minute of every single episode hyping up at the very beginning for very fittingly though, they performed that, Big thing in front of an empty arena for the coronavirus, so I thought that was timely. <laughs> um, like, but even like this political art, there wasn't like much to it. Like, there was no savagery to it. This like suppression with like bombing, police brutality, political corruption, none of that was really addressed. Like, you know, you have the SWAT police coming in, but they don't do anything. The police will lock people up, but then they'll shoot their music video. So I guess right. they're also a good guy i mean yeah that was really weird that was got, i thought that was weird as fuck. you've got valerie yeah. this person who's on a campaign who at the end offers no recollection with tuesday are we just supposed to forgive her periods of hate speech propaganda that stirred the masses up into like this ignorant mm -hmm. like planetary equivalence of xenophobia like yeah. all of that is just like actually she didn't mean it so it's okay like no no, right. it's it was, not. It, and it was a, it was soft redemption. Soft. It is. The show is so visually and sonically well done, but its writing has been overly convenient. Where they're like, "Hey, we need to record an album. We need to find some street performers." They just go outside and drag them back. And you have they release one song and they've top of the charts. Now they're like, there was just right. such a breeze, and I would have accepted that if it was telling a epic story where we needed the characters to move from point A to point B, and it only had a short time to get them there then it's fine. But when you have all these episodes, but nothing strings together, connect in any meaningful way, it was just, what are we doing with all this visual, you know, perfection? N not much. Yeah. I completely forgot they asked the prison ward to film his music video. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I, like, I watched this why? when it was airing. So, so, so weird. I forgot I, about that. <laughs> I guess I do want to transition just to a little something positive, though, is, and Enzo kind of brought this up, but the characters themselves, I thought were, for the most part, well done. I watched the first half of the series six months ago, 
And when a lot of these characters came back in the callbacks at the very end, I remembered pretty much all of them. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were solid. I was like, oh, I remember what that person, what their vibe was, what their song was, what they kind of acted like. And I mm-hmm. can dig that. I thought Carol and Tuesday, both as main characters, were just absolutely precious. Yes. And they were overly perfect the whole time, but I didn't mind. Um, Carol meeting her dad. It played out a little cartoonishly at first with, hey, we're your family. We're your mom and dad. The other family comes at the same time. Hey, we're your mom and dad. But the actual meeting could have been a little overblown and sappy and melodramatic, but it was pretty well done. Um, honestly, if the show was just called Angela and not Carol and Tuesday, I might have liked it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, Catherine, that judgy judge, the one with like a vibe, the snooty attitude. I was oh, just the best. Pictur- I was just picturing that Facebook meme where I'm like, I'm in this picture and I don't like it. Please delete. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, her style, though. I think that she looks. Oh, I love her character art so much. Absolutely. I yeah. So <laughs> the characters, I thought, well, I didn't quote unquote connect them. I felt like I understood them in the short time that they were. And like we said, Roddy, Ertigum, even Gus with his stupid management decisions, they were all lively. For sure. So. For yeah. the show, in my mind, to fail with all these successes is a testament for how incredulous I felt with the plot. Yeah, and that's enough of me rambling. Do you do you want to transition to your final score, or do you want to wait until I go last? We're, yeah, we're going pretty long here. Yeah, we do have to conclude. I can go first, I guess. Um, this is really hard for me because a lot of people look to the podcast and they always bring up music anime to me even when i was on my hiatus people did you know dm me and stuff and wanted to talk about music recommendations and stuff and music anime recommendations as well um so this is going to be a very classic kind of scoring method for me where i kind of break it down to a couple categories three of which are animation music and story um Final thoughts on Carolyn Tuesday are that it's a prime example of how much you can get out of a solid production of a show. Um, when the art is really good and the music is really good, you when you watch a show like Carolyn Tuesday, when those two things are super good, you will look back on other anime you've seen and you will realize how much more they could have been had they had the opportunity to have access to a budget like Carolyn Tuesday. Like, that's how good I think the production value is on this show. When I watch Carolyn Tuesday, I'm like, fuck, man, if only Beck had this money behind it, how yeah. crazy would that have been? You know, like, how crazy would that have been? Um, because they execute so well on production on the show. Um, there's no need to harp on story for me any longer. I think Mason covered pretty much everything else I could have said um, really well, too. Um, but yeah, so like, story is some so much of a down for me that it's it's taking away a lot of points of this of my score um i'm gonna give it a kind of like so not expected a 3.5 out of 5 um i really wanted to give this a 4 but like i like i don't fast forward three like i just don't do that and i had to take that into consideration i, I generally felt that way so a 3.5 out of 5 which is a 7 out of 10 is what i'm gonna give the show <clears throat> excuse me um yeah, I mean, I I was never bored with it. I watched every episode, and I I enjoyed my time with it. I I agree. There were some parts that were very cheesy. Like, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> the person weren't shooting his video. That it's was wild. weird. <laughs> I 
now when you pointed that out, I was like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot how, like, I laughed at it. Like, this is so dumb. But, um, yeah, I I love the characters. I think Karen Tuesday are just so adorable. And I like the idea of them coming together through music. I like the some of the ideas in there of, like, traditional music versus, you know, this futuristic AI you know, created music and how are they able to stack up? I like the, um, some of the little bits in there of like the dangers of being in the music industry. The LGBTQ plus is fantastic. When they had Gus meet his ex-wife and she brings in her new wife, he's like, Hey, what? I hope you are, you find happiness this time. And I thought that was so fantastic. I was like, God, I wish more anime were like this, but, um, yeah, no, I I appreciate that he was trying to say something. It's just the politics in the second half didn't come out as well as it could have, I think. But um, it feels like, I don't know, maybe it felt like it kind of rushed it a bit. But um, I, I and of course, it looks fantastic. And the music's great. I enjoyed it enough to give it, I think, I would give it 3.5 AI owls out of 5. Hmm. Nice. Who wants to go first? I, um, like I said, I thought this was, anime was a little, little disappointing. Um, it has such high points in it, and then it has like points that are so low. And we've already talked about all that. Um, but ultimately, like, I'm the guy that will go watch like Future Boy Conan because I don't really give a shit how it looks, to be honest. And, you know, I don't think anime is about how it looks. And so you just throw the animation out. It's not that important to me. Um, ultimately, I think that the characters in the show are really good. You know, I, I really like a lot of them. I like Erdogan a lot. He thought he was pretty funny. And um, the music in the show, while not necessarily my taste, I thought that it was well done. And, um, but the... The story is just a disaster, like borderline. It's just like, it just is like, it's just a disaster. And then all the political stuff, I'm like, why is that in here? It just doesn't, it didn't fit. Like, you know, maybe Watanabe just felt like he had it to have his like say about, you know, current events. But again, that's not why I'm watching anime, you know? So, um, I just feel very annoyed. Uh, I just feel annoyed. I'm going to bury it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it two and a half. It's just so sad. It's so sad. Like, there's there's things about this anime that are like a flat out five, and then like the story is just, it's like whatever. And honestly, I don't understand the whole like AI versus real music. Like, I don't, I'm not aware that AI music is a is like a current issue today, or maybe it's about really with Hatsune Miku, Miku out. I mean, people, <laughs> a human being is still a lot of this has been in a debate for a while. <laughs> I mean, a human being is still creating it. I mean, am I? Did I miss something? Is there like an AI uh, in the in the show? I think in the show it is literally like an AI makes everything. Yeah. That's yeah, and everything. I, and I'm yeah. Maybe I really am like living under a rock. Is that a thing? Does that exist? Uh, not to that degree yet. Okay, so I don't know. Yet, I don't. I don't. I didn't really get the message. Maybe it's about like human emotion or something in the music. But there are AIs programs now that are making art. They're making, you know, generating mm-hmm. music. We just. I just talked about the, this a couple the weeks tezu- ago. The Tezuka. The I just talked about that like last week. 
yeah, there's a lot of crazy advancements in AI. It's the start of it. And it's really the only... Never mind, go ahead. But boy, Watanabe, he sure loves Mars a lot. He loves it. He loves Mars. He'd move there if he could, I think. But like, yeah, the show's... Boy, so good, but like, you know, whatever. I already said it all, and I just feel sad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if they did Mars just to have all these like very obvious, um, like references to people be like, clearly it's not the same person. It's on Mars. Can't be the same person, you know? (laughs) Um, yeah. Curl and Tuesday. Um, (laughs) are you struggling? I am struggling. I, Uh my scores have changed a bunch on this one and, I don't know how much of that is just thinking about, you know, how little there was to bite into and how much of it is just like, overall, I've heard a lot of good things about the show. A lot of people tend to be digging it. Unfortunately, we're not going to have time to go into all our, our listener comments, but they wrote a lot, most of them saying, hey, I really enjoyed it. This was a fun time. It might not have been the most deep thing, but it was a nice, easy watch and it was enjoyable. I was going to say, we usually get huge turnouts for Shonen. This is the first time that I've had such a huge turnout for something that was not a shonen jump anime we, there were, we had a lot of votes a lot of comments yeah yeah and we appreciate them and next i swear one day we'll <laughs> read them but we do read them all in the show notes and we do appreciate it but um so i don't know how much of this is just like a the counter reaction to when something gets a lot of praise or you're like well no it's not good guys open your eyes it's oh, i didn't enjoy it why can you enjoy it but this is my opinion the true mason struggle yeah the mason um, struggle. at the end of the day i just there was not enough there and like mitt said there were so many good things but it failed where it needed to succeed and so i'm going to in honor of mars being the second planet from the sun oh, i'm gonna give the show 2.0 fantastic shits wow. out of five it looked mostly good. It was produced really well. But past the layer of polish that it had, the show was fucking bullshit and a waste of my time. Wow. That's a quote from the show. Well, the listeners scored it a four. Average. Average four? Average? Mm-hmm. On average? Listeners, yeah. y'all have a big heart. And I love you for all. I love you for that. Um, okay. Um, I think that this does did, it. This did not how this did not go how I, I thought it was gonna go. Neither n- neither did I. I think I thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna average like three point five, but we're averaging lower, right? For sure. Yeah. We gotta use the Mason curve. It's, it's a new era, baby. Oh yeah, we have to use the Mason curve. So yeah. sure. we'll get we'll get back to y'all on that. But guys, it felt so good to record with you guys again. It's been like half a year, which is crazy. But Yay, Enzo's back. Thanks so much for being here with us today on Twitch. Thanks so much for listening here with us on the Thursdays when this uh, episode comes out. We went a little long today, but fuck it. I'm back. (laughs) I say it's okay. This has been the 515th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. You can find us on Twitter. We all has it. Uh, I'm at Enzo Vidia on Twitter. Mandy, what you got? Amazing, what you got? Miss, what you got? AAA underscore Mandy with an I on Twitter. I talk about ferrets and games and nerdy shit. And I, Hunter Hunter. I'm at Pope Mitsugi and um, I don't know. These days all I'm looking at is cryptocurrency and how much I hate it. So <laughs> pretty much about it. 
I don't have a Twitter, but come to Monday's Twitch stream. Andy and I are playing World of Horror, and I've been exciting, exciting, excited to exciting. watch you play this for a long time. I've been low-key like, hey, you should play it on stream so I can watch you play it because this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So check us out on Twitch. Yep. So thanks so much for joining us. This is 515 on the Anime Act Anonymous podcast. We are dedicated to making your anime addiction worse. I am so happy to be back. I love you guys so much. Thanks for keeping me company on my time away. Goodbye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Love you guys.